This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Huracan 2017. Crush your enemies, drive them before you, and hear the lamentations of their women. Delve into the many aspects of the Dark Ages at Huracan 2017 from September 28th through October 1st and experience the best historical miniature gaming convention in Florida. Hosted by the Historical Miniatures Gaming Society South Chapter, Huracan offers both the novice and the veteran hobby gamer a fantastic weekend of tabletop excitement and camaraderie. There will be over 100 different game events across nine scheduled sessions, and these activities will include war games, role-playing games, and board games across a wide range of time periods, genres, and rule systems. In addition to the games, there will be merchant vendors selling game product and fast and furious flea market loaded with hidden treasures and fantastic deals. And there will also be some of the most talented and friendly gamers with whom you ever could hope to share a game table. Huracan 2017 will be held at the Park Inn by Radisson Resort and Conference Center in Kissimmee, Florida, just off of U.S. Highway 192. Special convention rate hotel rooms are $82 per night, plus tax, with no additional resort fees. Convention pre-registration admission price is $25 for HMGS South members or $40 for non-members. For more information, visit hmgs-south.com and follow the links to Huracan 2017. The Dark Ages don't miss out. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and groveroots.com. Don't forget the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce Hello, internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And let's do so on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways, you know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce, so pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke, yeah. Hello! Internets, my name is Johnny Womack. Of course, got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, we're the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And of course, uh, we love to have special guests with us. We have the amazing Megabuck from Retro Game Treasure. He's one of our on location. They are we're on location at the Retro Game Treasure HQ. And of course, they're one of our amazing sponsors. But before we talk about Retro Game Treasure and the amazing folks at Mega, at the, the amazing, <laughs> sorry, the, 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 the beer's hitting them. Grove it Roots is, is yes. in them, which I love. Like the, Joe will be happy about that. Exactly. Johnny, before yeah, we yeah. talk about Retro Game Treasure, Drunk Johnny is my We'll talk about Johnny, her other way. sponsor, uh, Retro. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about Grove Roots because <laughs> Grove they, Roots. this is a good thing. Like I love Drunk Johnny. Drunk Johnny is I'm my buzzed. favorite Johnny. I'm yeah. buzzed. Yeah, he's buzzed. I'm buzzed. And, but I'm DDing tonight, so he doesn't have to worry about. Yeah, I'm buzzed. It. Our good friends at Grove Roots, <laughs> and we were drinking the Tartamine, which is a 4.8 percent Burline West Sour. That beer. went fast. They that did. went fast. <laughs> yeah, because. Uh, 
That went super fast. And then we switched <laughs> to the Rind and Shine Belgian Wit with Valencia Orange, which is a 6.6. And also, we had, and this was earlier in the week, we had the squeeze to meet you, the Grapefruit Ale to 5.2. But also, like we said, um, speaking of skunking up the episode, uh, we skunk up a growler because if you don't take and leave the caps off the growler once you rinse them out, They'll get skunky. Ew. So he gave me a new top because he's like, look, your top's not looking so well. So he gave me a new one. But We like guys, nice tops. We do not like nice tops. Zing. Zing. Uh, but you got to make sure that when you rinse, because you need to rinse them out really well it's with your true. growlers, yeah. but you need to leave the cap off your growler. Kids, right. rinse the tip. Yes. Exactly. You got to rinse the tip. You got to make sure that you get everything out of there, and you need to leave it off of the top of the growler because if not, it will leave a skunk. So this is a pro tip. This is a pro tip from that, Joe, that love the which growlers. we appreciate. Yeah, growlers and are awesome. Speaking of people we love at Grove Roots, Morgan, which you can get up at morgan at groveroots.com, yes. they're having a moonlight market on August 16th from 6 to 9, and they're bringing out different vendors from small pop-up shops. They'll have So Exotics with Succulents and Edibles, Emory, Larker's Barkery, which is awesome because they're going to have baked treats for your dog. Dude, Barley would love that. Barley's going to love it. Bamboo Cafe and Andy Thorndall and possibly Born and Bread. Sure. Also, they've been doing the Hair of the Downward Dog where they're doing yoga beforehand. And you can get your tickets online at their website, which is groveroots.com. Also, don't forget to sign up for their newsletter because their newsletter... It, he's going to start putting home brewing tips oh, on there. Oh, it's going to be great. He's going to put uh, food recipes on there so you can kind of mm. pair the beers. And also, yes. like, you'll get food. all the newest news for their newest beer releases and stuff, and it's all going to be at groveroots.com. Just sign up for the newsletter. Um, also, August 23rd is going to be Beer and Gear with Andy Thornall. There'll be a demo with backpacking, food, and cooking gear, as well as Travel Gear to Go, and they're going to start doing that by monthly, which is really cool. Because we love Andy Thornholt we do. downtown. They've got a lot of cool, like, not just hunting and hiking and gear like that, but they've also got really cool, like, hats and clothing and stuff. Uh, September 16th, they'll be throwing a big anniversary party, and it will also be the grand opening of the Packing House, which I am so excited for. People can start reserving the space for Christmas parties, wedding rehearsals, and other events now by emailing Morgan at Morgan at they also had the Summer of Succulents planning workshop completely sold out, and everyone had an amazing time. Uh, they all, Born and Bread has been coming back a lot, so you need to check out their Facebook site. You need to check out, I'm sure they're going to put it in the newsletter, um, what's coming out. Their cruffins and their pastries always sell out. Also, I want to give a big shout-out to Grove Roots because this is really, really cool. July 22nd was Winter Haven Heroes. We love our people in the fire department, our people in the police department, our EMS workers. They do a lot of hard work for not a lot of money, and we greatly appreciate those folks. It was by far their biggest turnout for the event. The firefighters made barbecue pulled pork sandwiches, sold custom glassware with their logo on it and their seal, sold T-shirts, and they donated a dollar beer, which was sold between 12 and 4 that day, and they made... $1,850, and they gave that to the Children's Burn Foundation, which cool. is amazing. Grove Roots loves the community. They always love to give back, um, and it's amazing. Go check them out. They're our beer sponsor. They've hooked us up with amazing beers, which I think we're going to feel a little bit in this episode because we're feeling the beer. Truth. So, uh, <laughs> hashtag truth. Hashtag truth. So, uh, anyway, speaking of that. Johnny uh, is on the loose. Uh, Johnny's on the loose. <laughs> that doesn't not, sound the same as Deuce. No, it that sounds sound better same, with Deuce. But I definitely agree. Thank God I'm the one driving us home because yep. I think uh, Johnny's on the loose. But um, <laughs> Good times. Yeah. So, Retro Game Treasure, what is it, dude? Uh, 
Megabucks on the loose. Megabucks what? on Megabuck. the loose, too, What yeah. is retro? And even eight, so. Yeah. What's, what is... What is Retro Game Treasure? Pop? Retro Game Treasure is a monthly subscription service. Ditch the toy services and all that junk that you're going to put in your closet. How about you get some real retro games that you can play that uh, appreciate in value and you can put on the shelf and look cool and play with your friends. But it's a custom service where you pick the consoles that you want to get games for, the kind of games that you like, and that's what we're going to send you. Tell us what games you already have so we don't send you duplicates and you even get a wish list where you can tell us some games that you'd like to have, yeah. particular ones. Like that one you used to rent every Friday night at Blockbuster when mom would go grocery shopping and she would leave you alone for 20 or 30 minutes. And, and it was never enough time. Yeah. And you'd walk around with like three games in your hand, and she'd only let you rent one, and you had to make a decision. Nah. That was a tough decision for a kid. But I want to say something, because I didn't get a chance to interrupt you last episode, but you hit a nail on the head. Ditch the crap services, man. Yep. Like, I know a lot of people that are doing loot crate and doing all these other crates, and it's like, okay, you get a t-shirt, but you get yeah. the same t-shirt. They're, they're everybody's getting. I mean, they're cool yeah. and all, but here's, here's the kicker, though. Yeah. Go watch somebody's, like, six-month retrospective of one of those. Yeah. Right? And they're you like, only really cool. use the shirts. I really like this yeah. one statue that I got, and everything else is just hot in garbage. It's in your drawer. In your junk drawer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? and you're yeah. going to end up selling it the next time you have a yeah. yard so sale. So our service yeah. has got some one-ups on that. No pun intended. Just kidding. It was. That, that you, you, get, you get games from your childhood. Nostalgia. Real retro games. Right. They do appreciate in value. They've continued to go up in value since we were kids, and they they just look cool on a shelf when you collect all oh, those yeah. games. They do, 100%. and that's the thing. Like, at least what you're getting has a value. When you get something from a loot crate or whatever, all these little trinkets have no value. It's like, oh, can, can you put them in your Super Nintendo and play them? No, no, oh, you can't. Oh, all right, oh, and you can't. you can't resell them unless you're selling them for it's maybe a buck or fifty cents at your next yard sale. Right. At least the games I'm getting have a value, yeah. and if God forbid I needed to, I could probably flip them on eBay or do something. Right. Like, you've got a lot more value because I'm telling you, man, video game carts now are like stocks. They are. You could save them. They, can, they really are, dude. <laughs> true, there are like, some. you can keep there them, are. and they keep going up in value, and God forbid anything bad happens to somebody like they lost their job. Uh, right. You could flip them and start making some money. So, yeah. you know, what are you going to do with the rinky dinks you get from Loot Crate or Wrestling Crate no, or all these other crates? Try something different. Yeah. yeah. Try us. Yeah. yeah. So And you can do it with the code Happy Hour, and you get two Same. bucks Woo! off your crate. So it even makes it an even better value. And we love it. We can't say enough good things about it. And speaking of things we can't say enough good things about is our buddy Buck. And I think it's time for a little round of Ask the Buck. Ask the Buck. Uh, we had some users submitted uh, We've been asking questions. you for a long time, yep. and we're going to do it again. So if your Keep question does them. not get yep. answered, you can send them to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And just put in the subject line, ask the buck, send your question for the next round because we're going to be coming back again because we love hang Dude, we love hanging out we in do. the retro game. I think I'm just going to move here and just stay Re in this you room. You should, dude. It's like Johnny yeah. said, it's like sensory overload. It is. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm working at maybe trying to get a part-time job here, like <laughs> you filling crates. You should. So That'd I can be awesome. get, so I can get some extra games. Packing yeah. boxes, so, yeah. cleaning games, yeah. organizing. Yeah. Yep. Learning the ins and outs, but anyways, this is a segment we we are calling "Ask the Buck." Uh, first question comes from Ginny Maccabee. She says, "Hey guys, great show. I have a question for the Mega Buck. It's cool. She calls that's me. Me. That's the Mega Buck. We know Buck loves the Super Nintendo, but what do you think is the most underrated home console? Thanks, guys, Ginny. 
That's a that's a big question. It's a loaded question. That's a lo- loaded question, but there is a lot of consoles that came out that are very popular, right? You know, you have the Super Do we Nintendo. We all want to take a stab at it. We can all talk about it. We can all ask it. And I've got a cu- I've got a couple arguments for it sure. underrated because there's a difference. You know, there's a matter of like technologically speaking, like True. it was it was better than it's like the whole argument of Betamax versus VHS, you know, like True. it was technical technologically better, just right. didn't take off. And there's also like the nostalgia factor. Like Deuce knows that him and I are both were suckers for the Sega C D. Right. You could say All it's underrated. You could say day. it's underrated, but it's a crap console when right. you compare it to a lot Suck of other consoles. Suck it's your interpretation of how you yeah, want to answer like it. When I you guess. compare it to PS One, yeah, right. it's not near as good. But it was awesome because you that know, was the first time a, we got CD games. Yeah, a couple that come to mind to me are um, the Turbo Graphics. The Turbo Graphics. That's 16. a good question. That's a good answer. It was Amazing a cool. System. It was a cool console. Um, it's not one that we carry just because the game there were so few games was, for it that yeah. they're all rare. rare. Like like you can't buy a a baseball game for that for less than like twenty bucks. Right. Yeah. And so I mean it's a cool console. I have one. I love it. You know, mm-hmm. it's got some neat titles for it. I would say as far as like underrated, um, like the Sega Master System. You know, it's a good I, pick. the Sega Master System had a pretty good sized library. Right. It overlapped even with the Genesis a bit. It was a competitor to, like, the Nintendo. And, and I've said it before, but there's a handful of games for that console that you're like, man, where where people will say, like, whether you're a fanboy of Genesis or Se- I mean, Sega or um, Nintendo, that the Super Nintendo had more colors and more and better sound than the, the Genesis. The Master System had that to the NES. It had better color palette than the NES did. Well, tell us your uh, Double Dragon story you were telling us. Yeah, about. right. Like how, like, well, I felt like we were just shafted as kids. Like, as if you guys remember, like, there were lots of scan lines and slowdown on yeah. Double Dragon on the NES. If you picked two player, you could only play alternate. You couldn't play at the same time. And the Master System version, it's like the arcade version. It's two at the same time, and the yeah. colors are better, and the characters. I think look they the were same. easier able to port the arcade versions to the Master System, just because yeah. it was. It had more oomph Might have to just it been than, a technical yeah. thing, yeah. Sure, that's a good but point. But Nintendo was going for mass market appeal. They they were smarter in the way they attacked it. Right. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of underrated consoles out there. It's just sometimes Those they don't... Those are good, pick, two, good two picks. Sometimes the library didn't support it, and that was part of the reason sure. why it didn't wasn't as, as successful, you know? Buck, or Buck. <laughs> deuce. That's Deuce. That's Deuce. Do you, uh, what do you think, in your opinion, is a very underrated well, console? Well, I love the Sega CD. I love the 32X. But the one i got to throw out there, and I don't know if underrated's a word. I just think it's just so hard to get now. It's Neo Geo. Like, I love like the, the games. Uh, yeah, like, I love the games on Neo Geo. I loved everything you could do on the it Neo Geo. It was so Geo. pricey. But it, it was. was so pr- like, I don't That's think I point. knew one person that had a Neo Geo I knew when I was a kid. kid. Yeah. Matt Nixon. Like, yeah. I never knew anybody that owned no, one. Like so. one the only time I could play Neo Geo is when I went to arcade and you had to plunk your quarters down and everything. Right. But it was like, I thought that machine was great. It just was so pricey. That was the weird part about it, though. The 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 carts that were used in the arcade were the same carts that you used to play it on at the home. AES yeah, at right. home. I don't know what the hell they were thinking, though. <laughs> were they thinking there were, like, a bunch of kids that had arcade owner parents that, like, they would swap the carts out? Yeah. 
I don't, I don't get it. Well, it yeah. and it's funny because, like, me and Buck, we've had this conversation before. I was like, I really want a Neo Geo. And he's like, you're better just getting a Neo Geo cabinet. <laughs> yeah, than it'll set system. you back 300 bucks, and then you have yeah, a cab. And then you have a cabinet instead of setting you back 400 bucks and you hook it to a TV. And I'm like, well, shit, that's a way better idea. But on top of that, like, the carts now are, like, you know, in the sixty to hundred dollar range, depends on the game. Anywhere yeah. from twenty to yeah. couple hundred bucks, depending on what game it is. Like yeah. you can pick up like a a Strikers nineteen forty five, which is just a top down shoot 'em up. You can pick those up for like thirty bucks. Yeah, sure. Uh, I would go um, with the Wii U. Uh, it only sold fourteen million units uh, worldwide. So a lot of people didn't check it out. Um, I, I think it was yeah, you a were early adopter. I was a very that. early adopter on the Wii U. Uh, I still play it. I love it. Uh, great system for virtual console games. Uh, then you get your uh, new Legend of Zelda game on it. Yeah, too. there's there's the Legend of Zelda on there as well. But like, I just I remember like having an issue with Nintendo. Nintendo's never really had a great relationship with third parties in general, uh, especially when the 64 came out. It kind of waned a little bit and so on. Oh yeah. But I feel like yep, Square. W- True, uh, and I I remember like just I, Nintendo. It came out in Nintendo box. Like it was like I was playing all the Nintendo games. Yeah. Uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is amazing. It's underrated. Uh, Mario Kart Eight, one of the best Mario Karts ever, uh, arguably. Um, just amazing titles. Uh, and and there's just for me, I love the idea of having the the. I know it was kind of at the time a niche thing with the tablet, and it was kind of felt like they were kind of reining in on the tablet market. But I loved Mario Maker. I mean, that that is one of the best. I mean, being able to create my own level, and you and you people could check out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, you and Brandy we, played and Brandy uh, a Let's played Play a bunch of, of them. And on top of that, I want to throw in this: a bunch of people from the XFL came over for I think it was your birthday party, right. and we threw Mario Maker on and like. Uh, Monica and like uh, Coleman and a bunch of other people were playing. They that. were they're playing like, like created levels. This is the coolest yeah. shit I've ever seen because basically they're playing levels that were created that were Mario levels. So it's like I know Mario, I know how to play this, but it's like I've never played this level because it's something you know right. Johnny or somebody else had created, and they were like, like literally M- Monica wanted to Wii U the minute she left the right. house, and I think Kyle talked her out of it. But like it, he, she was like, this was awesome. I think part of the issue that happened with it was, like, one of the coolest aspects of the Wii was the virtual console. Right. And so they brought it to the Wii U where you could, like, import your crap from your Wii over, that cute little Pikmin import thing. Oh, I did it. Do you know? Me too. And, like, it felt like they half-assed the virtual console on the Wii U. A lot of things weren't day one. It felt like a lot of stuff was half-assed with that. It It was almost, it was almost like... By year two, they gave up. <laughs> it, 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 at least it that's how like it felt that. to me. It was like once the third parties, like the Call of Duties and the Assassin's Creed, yeah, said they dropped nope, that. Like, Watch Dogs said nope. Shit. It was like that like, old like, homage out. of like Nintendo has their next four handhelds made all the time. Right. And so it was almost like that old thing of like the Switch was already in production when they started selling Wii U's. We're just going to sell this for the time being yeah. until we're done with with. R&D on this console yeah. and then we'll kill that one and release that one it was such a weird it was like the life cycle is getting the, nail the, the life right cycle here. is getting really short on the consoles like the whole Xbox One X Project Scorpio thing yep. and the whole PS5 not being a PS5 it's going to be like a PS4.5 kind of thing right. and it's like I mean Christ the freaking PS2's shelf life was like 14 years it was years. a long time you know, and and the NES and the SNES and all those. I mean, I get I get it that technology moves very quickly. I I, I totally get that, but 
it's just weird. These console shelf lives are becoming so, so short. For Nintendo to not have their crap together to support infrastructure of something like a virtual console, it, it, it's just weird. It's just weird for a company mm -hmm. that big to not understand their customers. Right. Better, you know? and, and also, I, th yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, because we talked about, because it's sitting on the table, the Nintendo Switch, I think the thing that's going to give that a lot of shelf life is what they do with the virtual console because for me it's like i don't doesn't be, exist yet yeah i i'm Kinda not going to be an early adopter but if they start saying look you can get neo geo games on it you can get a sega genesis like if i can use it as a retro box mm -hmm. then that makes it for me more of a sell that right makes and i also think um people that bought a wii u were hardcore nintendo fans yeah. uh, no one else bought it and so i feel like with the switch it's already sold 4.7 million units, um, which isn't shabby. Which is on pace to beat already already beat the PS3. Uh, it's gonna beat them all, right? It's, it's gonna beat them all. Yeah, they just when they 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 did something with the Wii that no one else had done. They they successfully brought video games to everybody, right? Not even mass market. They brought it to the casual gamer. My mom and dad not were even, playing. Not a gamer. Yep. Not a gamer at all. Yep. You played a Wii. My I dad mean, played Wii Sports. Period. Yeah. You yep. have. My dad did too, and, and he's yep. 75. So they tried so. to extend it with the Wii U, and they just did it the most ass-backwards way you possibly could by, one, completely neglecting all the hardcore gamers, aside right. from, like, three first-party right. titles, mm -hmm. you know, and by also not catering to those casual people that they – that they sucked into the the, the, the Wii as well. Yeah. They just they just did a I don't know they just didn't do a good job of trying to capture any of those. They didn't even say okay let's focus on all the casual people now or whatever. And now it's like with the Switch they're coming back to the hardcore people and realizing well these are the people that buy games these are the people that'll buy our consoles. Yeah. And they 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 unfortunately I think they've lost all those casual people that they could have brought into it. Right, it's true. You know? So, yeah, I think it, it, there's a lot of reasons why the Wii U didn't succeed. But I, I do think if you if you can get one for cheap, I mean, there were some amazing games for it. Yeah, I really, really was some fantastic games for it. So, anyways, but yeah, so our next question, um, as I'm pulling it up on my phone, <laughs> uh, comes from Jeff Asbury, and he's from Lincolnshire, England. Hi, Jeff. Ooh, England. Yes, uh, and he asked, which is a new place you can start getting uh, games yeah. for retro games. Shoot us an email. Yeah, send you to England have, now. Have you the, might get them before Alaska. We're crazy allegedly. like that. <laughs> there you go. It's closer. He's talking about uh, just a paraphrase. Sonic Mania. It's coming out, and yeah. Sonic might be on the limelight again. Uh, what is Buck's favorite uh, Sonic the Hedgehog game? Ooh, that's, that's a, a good. One. That's a good one. I have. Well, a great, yeah, I, I remember reading that one. I have a great fun yeah. story for that one too. Sure, but. Favorites, you know, because Sonic. For those who don't know, Sonic Mania is coming out, and yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. A, it looks amazing for everything I've seen. It's gonna. It's gonna be not Sonic Four, right? That's <laughs> true. It, um, you know, nostalgia wise, it's pr probably number two. I wanted to say a toss up between Sonic Two and like maybe Sonic and Knuckles. But it's probably Sonic 2 because mm -hmm. that was just an introduction of Tails, mm -hmm. a second player in Sonic right off the bat. And the, and Sega saying, what's up now, Mario? You yep. got that silly little Luigi guy that just shows up with his green overalls on. Yeah. We got two furries in here yep. running up and down this level. <laughs> yeah. And and your friend could pick up the controller and play as Tails right. and totally help you cheat by flying you through half of the levels except for the water ones, which are still garbage. Yes. And it was just like it had that, I don't know, it had that cool oomph. It was like the heart of that console battle and like most kids you had to be a Mario or a Sonic kid and I loved Mario but I had 
I still had a Genesis and I still loved it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, that, I guess I guess probably bubbly number two. Deuce, I, what I do you love think? Sonic, Sonic Spinball. Oh the yeah, pinball the pinball. Get out. out! Yeah, get out! Like, I really like get that. Out. And my neck and neck fa- uh, second favorite would be just because it was so wild. It was. I think it was. You called- realized you named a Sonic spin-off game as your favorite Sonic game, right? It's because still it was so like, wild. You just yeah. listed your favorite Mario game as Mario teaches typing. Or Mario is missing. <laughs> I'll take it. But the other one I like. The other one I liked was Son- I think it was called Sonic and Chaos because you could put your part one and your part two because like it would sit in the machine and you would slap the game on top. You're of talking it. about Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. And it would put Knuckles. Some copies right over there. Yeah. It yeah. would put Knuckles in your Sonic, Sonic one three. Sonic and Sonic two, two, or, two. two or three. Two or three? Yeah. Okay. In Sonic 2 or Sonic 3, it would put Knuckles yeah. in there, and it was like, holy shit. Like, now my Sonic 2 and my Sonic 3 have a, more of a shelf. Like, I can pull them right. out and replay them. The birth right. of DLC. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that, to <laughs> me, as a kid, I was like, this is fucking nuts, but man. But Sonic and Knuckles was also its own game, so it was cool. You yeah, got a game so you out got a game, you. and you got replay out of your old game. Sure. So I was like, that's fucking wild, man. Right. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, I remember I had a friend that had uh, Sonic and Knuckles, and yeah. that was fascinating to watch him, you know, just pop that in. And, yeah, and it was just, you like popped it, it in, and then, like, literally you slap your other games on top yeah. of it, which was kind of my precursor to 32X, which I'd be slapping games on the top tower of shit. Power. Yeah. Oh exactly. my god! I love I love that machine. I love my Sega the horde Genesis. of cord. Yeah, the horde of cord. <laughs> that that it yeah. needs to be on a T-shirt. Uh, that might be your next retro game <laughs> treasure. Of yeah. God, man, you had to you had to link the 32x to the, the Genesis Sega CD and, and the, the Genesis. Sega C- yeah. The Sega CD, the 32x, and the Genesis all had to have their own power brick. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I don't know that problem. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it takes me literally two power strips to make that thing work. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. uh, uh, the because the power bricks are so big, they right. eat up so much space right. on your power strip. Right. Yeah. It takes me two power strips uh, to you make. You weren't it. even a Sonic guy, though. I. I right? mean, I, I. Okay, so. I don't, I, I don't think. I, okay, any I, Sonic dabbling. I like the, Sonic. Yeah. Um, I but but Sonic Two, I think, is definitely hands down probably the everybody's favorite. Yeah, Sonic Two is my favorite, mainly due to the fact that that it came bundled with my, with my second generation yeah. uh, Genesis because they started bundling Sonic Two. Yeah. This guy right here, not the not the Genesis. You ever seen one of these? That's Those the are third really gen, cool. Right? What he's yeah. showing us Genesis is Genesis three. three, which I always thought was it's really so really tiny. cool because it was so tiny. It's so tiny. And it made it so easy now because I'm the horde of cord and I had the put it on the Sega side. CD yeah. and the 32X and everything. Yeah, you couldn't use it with that one. No, you couldn't use it with that one. But Oh, like, really? It won't work with that one? No. no. It's not built oh, no, it's not built CD. to use. Oh, okay. Yeah, it you can't attach. do anything. It only oh, okay. does Sega, but it's really good like aftermarket. Like if you're going right. to like a mom and pop shop to buy right. a Sega and it's you're like, console. look, so I don't want to get so, the 32X. I don't want to get the Sega CD. It's cool and it's usually pretty cheap. So like, f- usually that's cheaper than a regular Sega. Right. So the fo- folks at home, uh, the first generation, uh, for those that don't know, the first generation Sega had uh, had uh, better audio, right? Because it had the input for the, uh, right. you could head jack, yeah, headphone jack. Yeah. yeah. So it had better audio. And it uh, had the control right on the machine right. for your volume exactly. for the headphone jack. <laughs> so it's like you got headphones. Yeah. Take that down! Yeah. yeah. Headphones, mom, shut yeah. up! <laughs> yeah. And then the second gen one, which is the more just basic, 
it's like a larger version of the of the third one. Um, yeah, he's pulling them out because yeah. we're in the headquarters, so exactly. he can show it to you. But exactly. Yeah. So the, like that that's, that's, that's the first chin. That's the first chin. That's the one I have. Okay. <laughs> we got all three, baby. Yeah. No, take it back. I've got. I've. I think I've got that yeah, one. The, the second one, that's gen. The two, yeah. And that's the three. Mm -hmm. yeah. I believe. Which, right here, yeah. This panel comes off here, and this is for the Sega CD. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. for the Sega CD right there. Yeah, I've got that okay. one, the one that he's got in his hand, the second generation, because it's got the panel for the Sega CD. That one has a side panel that comes yeah. off, too. Yeah, okay. And right those side, side panels that came off were, I guess they must have already thought they were going to do the Sega they CD. They were just they giving built. them a chance for add-ons. If you look yeah. at the Super Nintendo, it's got the same thing. It's got right. a parallel port True. on the bottom. Which they never used for anything. Which they never, yeah. This is Teleview, if you yeah. lived in... Jappy Land, sure. the, um, just like the uh, X Band. Yeah, yeah. Remember that being able to play games online with your mm. Sega Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, that was really cool because Kutaku had some guy that uh, I guess he went to Epcot back in the '90s remember when they that? had the Sega Land. Yes. And he had like videos, of everything him I and his saw dad that. did. That was a great Dude, video. That was awesome because I remember like us going to Sega Land back in the day because my mom. I guess she had a friend that worked at Disney or something, so she got us tickets, and she said, we're going to go to Epcot because they've got all these video games. <laughs> and then you just played Lion King for like three hours. <laughs> yeah, literally all day. All, I, I think we I might have went on the- I remember that middle school field trip. We all grew up in like Orlando yeah, area, yeah, so yeah. it's like- So we all went there. Trip, I think yeah, the only thing we actually went on that day was we went on Voyage of the Seas, and whatever the one was- yeah. uh, played Sonic and That's Lion now King. the Elsa <laughs> Frozen ride that know. used to be something <laughs> yeah. before that. So yeah, I was watching this Twitter war because there's a new Bubsby game coming out. That's coming out? And Bubsby has a Twitter account, and so Bubsby so Bubsby tweets to the official Sonic Twitter account, who's pretty active. He's pretty yeah. funny, and the official Mega Man account, who's also pretty active and pretty funny. These are owned by Capcom, Sega, respectively, and and he was like, you know, something, something, whatever else, and and Sonic responds back like, like, holy crap, that's there's. Mega Man, you know, at the real Mega Man, whatever. There's this guy pretending to be at Busby the Bobcat, like, you know, blink once if you need to be saved, buddy. Who are you? And the Busby Twitter account person responds back, "Oh yeah, at Sonic the Hedgehog. Now you return my phone call." <laughs> 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 I was like, "Oh my god. Oh, there's so much. There's oh so gosh. much '90s burn in there." <laughs> oh my gosh. This. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time I thought about Bubsby? Right, this day. They made a 3D wire, Bubsby 3D. I don't. I... What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh, that game was so bizarre. It was it was really weird platformer. If you mm -hmm. played it. it, it was like they were really trying to be like I don't know what they're trying to be. It wasn't. As, it was as slow as Mario, but it was like the platforming was. You know what's another weird Sonic. Uh, platformer Zool. Remember that game? Yeah, Zool. Oh yeah. Got some some, over there. Some, that little alien dude yeah. with the black helmet on. Yeah. yeah. There was some interesting games. There's that came a out. lot of those for the Super Nintendo. Like you've ever played um, uh, Lester? Lester the Unlikely? No. <laughs> I've never heard of it. You've that. never wanted to play a platformer where you play as like an otaku nerdy dude? Like he looks like uh what's the name? What's his name? Dexter from Freakazoid. The yeah. way Freakazoid looks before he's Freakazoid. Yeah. But it's a platformer. Oh my like gosh. he walks and he's like when he tries to jump <laughs> and stuff and Oh my oh, gosh. So th there were a lot of really odd platformers, you know. Very odd. <laughs> You guys ready for another question? Sure. Okay, yeah, sure. this Why comes not? from our good friend Eddie V, Eddie Hi, Varnell. Eddie. 
Uh, he also has a podcast called the Optional Opinion Podcast. Which we've been on a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, he's a great he's a guy. Dude. Cool. He's a really good dude. Uh, he says, hey, guys, do you think a authentic physical cartridge slash CD for old games guarantees the most fun modern players missed out on? Since emulation is looked down upon on the space of collectors, some feel that the real experience is from the actual product instead of mm-hmm. playing it by other means. Also, do you think retro collectors who only have a U.S. collection should start an import collection? What would be the limit you would place your what, what would be the limit you will place yourself on it if you do start that? It's a two pronger. Yes, yeah. two pronger. Part part one, the talking about like the emulation, some of those things too. I I think it's a double edged sword. If you didn't yeah. experience it that way as a kid. You probably won't appreciate it that way. You probably. know, you can put it in the same respect of your parents saying, you know, you kids nowadays. Like, yeah, you're right, Mom. I don't want to go to the malt shop in my 57 Chevy <laughs> and go up to Lover's Lane and, yeah. you know, kiss my girl. So you had to you had to experience that when you were younger to want to do the nostalgia. There, There is no greater feeling to me than, like, standing at my four-player Ninja Turtles arcade machine and playing with three other friends yeah. and then beginning to end beating Shredder because I'm standing at, like, what used to be downtown Disney, what used to be Pleasure Island in the Disney store playing the four-player Ninja Turtles that I just, like, looked up to in awe, you know? Right. it's Nostalgia is the strongest of the emotions. And so it's what's nostalgia to you. And, like, so for us, that's why... You know, it continues to evolve as our as our business grows because if you're a 30-something, nostalgia to you is still Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, and stuff like that. If you're a 20-something, nostalgia for you now is, you know, PS2 and maybe even PS3 and the DS and those kind of things. And so mm-hmm. it just depends on your age where the nostalgia lies for you, you know? For sure. And so to answer his question, if you if you didn't play... Super Nintendo games on the Super Nintendo as a kid because you're only 23, then you probably you're not going to see it the same way unless you have like an older sibling that did it. Yeah. You're not going to see it the same way. If you want to experience that game, then maybe that PS3 downloaded version is for you because it's not going to be the same. True. But at least collecting the cartridge, it does appreciate value, and it is kind of cool to get into that. And and PS2 might be your bag instead because that was. That was that was more your console, you know. It's sure. it really it comes down to a nostalgia factor when it when it comes down to. Mm-hmm. But also to add to that, at least if you've got the original cart, there is a value there. Oh yeah, like yeah, if for you sure. decide later you need to get rid of it for whatever reason, you've got a value there because you've got the you can sell it for X amount. They just keep going of, up. Yeah, and they keep going up instead of an emulation. Like prime example. I've been wanting to play Chrono Trigger forever. Like uh, that's on my bucket list RPGs. I've played it a couple times. I've never played it all the way through. I've never beaten it. You but got two hundred bucks? Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh okay. so because of that, I have not played it. But you know, if I could probably play an emulated version with a controller to where I felt like okay, I'm playing yeah. a real version, that might be just as good. But I don't have the initial value of the. Does that make any sense? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. cheaper to get. Because I can probably find it online, download it for yeah, free, whatever. Right. But I don't have that value of the cart, which I can yeah. then resell. And they made it on, like, the PS1 as well, too. Yeah. They and they even sure. made, I think, a DS version, they I did. think. Right. It, like, they've made multiple versions yep. of that game. They I'm just one of those hardcore sticklers. Like, I want to play That's it either, like, uh, a retro version, because you've yeah. said, like, I can get one for, like, the 
the Japanese import, import version right. because that's something you could actually one. get in your retro game treasure box yeah, sure. is a version of that it, and played on the Retron 5. You missed the, it. Yeah. You played the Super Nintendo. It was one of your consoles, yeah. but you missed that game. I did yeah. the same thing with Chrono Trigger. I didn't wait that long to play it, but right. I played the Lunar series on Sega CD while my buddy Ben was playing Chrono Trigger, not knowing that I was miss. I mean, he was missing out on Lunar, but I was missing out on Chrono Trigger, so yeah. I didn't go back to like the PS1 era to play Chrono Trigger to be like, oh man, yeah, I missed a great yeah. RPG, you know? Because right. you can't. I mean, God, even as kids, they made Chrono Trigger on PS1. They did. They, did. they, yep. they put out some Final Fantasy anthologies. They put out Anthology Chronicles and another which Smart we, we carry. Yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy Four and um, there uh, were a couple. Trigger, there yeah. was one with there was one with five four, and six. Right? There was one with uh, six and uh, another. We carry some of those and we do some RPG offers with them right. too. And so they released a handful. They put they actually added some full motion video sequences to them too because oh, like cool. Chrono Trigger and a bunch of the Dragon Quest games. Akira Toriyama yeah. did the art. The guy who did uh, Dragon Ball in those. Right. That's why. Like Bulma and like uh, and like Marl, yeah. Mm -hmm. So much like because yeah. he did the animation, yeah. You know, and so it, there's there's there is certainly that collectability to it as well too. You know, um, going into the the the, the about the Japanese games and whatnot. Yeah, the imports. You know, it, it depends on the game. If you have like an anime series that you really like, especially if it's old school, like if you're old school like me and you're talking about like MD Geist and, and Akira and Slayers and Pat Labor tank police and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to come across like the old Sailor Moon beat em ups for the Super Famicom. Right. Yeah. Or. Or the uh, the wow, Dragon that's Ball awesome. fighting. I didn't even know there was. Oh Sailor yeah, they, they made up. a bunch of puzzle games and beat 'em up Sailor Moon beat 'em ups that's for awesome. the Super Famicom. That's really cool. Or that's the cool. Dragon Ball Z fighting games for the Super Famicom. Right. Or the Akira Famicom game, like original Nintendo game in Japan. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so there's a bunch of games like that, especially if you're into anime. Like step one, if you're into anime, you missed a bunch of really cool games. Saint Seiya, which net Netflix just announced that they're, they're making, making a new series. series. That looks really cool. They put out half a dozen Nintendo games in Japan with That's those. Cool. And they were all cool little, like, they were side-scroller action-adventure, like, platformer games, but they had cool little, you know, Saint Seiya story to them. They actually made them in, like, chapters. So you'd play one, you'd get through X amount, which would get you, like, yay far into the anime, and then, like, boop, that was the end of the game. Because chapter two comes out next year when you're done watching... Yeah. More of the anime or reading more of the manga That's kids. That's actually brilliant from a It is, yeah, so there I agree. Were, so there were a yeah. lot of anime games. Right. Um, step two is probably the games that uh, we didn't get. Games that in Japan, they got them that we never got here for a called a billion different reasons. Square in particular had a bunch of games they never brought to the States because they would look at like the sales of... Final Fantasy 4 or 2 over here and mm -hmm. say, oh, that didn't sell as well as we thought it would. Why, it's so expensive over here now. So we're going to hold back on Leva Leave, or we're going to hold back on Terranigma, or we're going to hold back on yeah. Bahamut Lagoon or something like, like that. Like, prime example, I saw on Kotaku they had a video of a guy. He was at some sort of video game conference, and it was an Akira game that was supposed to come to the States. The Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, but never made yeah. it, and it was like yeah. it's the only footage of the game, yeah. and I think they had like two levels or three levels yeah and i guess they I made it a cure game for for the famicom in yeah. japan they made one too is that super expensive i'm uh, guessing no it's not i think it's more of a visual novel style if i'm not mistaken which is a genre we didn't really get in the states until like phoenix Wright, 
where right. like you don't really play the game, you kind of follow along with the story, and in that case, and then there you was can a make a couple of a, decisions. There, yeah, there was like, a little bit make of a it feel like you're too. playing. Those yeah. were sure. big over there. Everything from murder mystery to just like visual novel. Those were big in Japan. They were never too big right. over here. That's part of the reason why the Famicom library. But still, library just to have a, a so cure game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know right. if that's something you carry with the boxes, yeah, but we have a handful of those. Yeah. Or even if it's something, you know, even if it's something like the Goonies. That's something I would love, like Goonies or Akira. We yeah. got Goonies over here, right? But do you guys remember? Yeah. You remember? You remember? It was yeah. called Goonies Two. Yeah. It was it because it was a sequel to the movie? Yeah. They made a Goonies One game. We just didn't get it. Get it? Right. They got it in arcades and they got it in Japan. It was just. It was a lot like Goonies Two, but it was broken into levels. Whereas Goonies right. Two was more like a Metroidvania. Yeah. Kind of right. Game. So it's just because we didn't get that first one. You don't need to read any Japanese to play that first Goonies. It's kind of arcade style, you know? Yeah. And so there's there's those handful of games. It's like, man, we just never got. It's way cool. Like, even, like, sports. I, I don't. I hate to say it's sports, but it kind of is. If you've ever seen the anime Captain Tsubasa, it's a soccer anime. Yeah. They made a handful of Captain Tsubasa games for the Famicom and the Super Famicom, which is the Nintendo and the, the, the Super Nintendo in Japan. Mm-hmm. They're soccer games, but they are turn-based Strategy games, oh, like there's stats, really cool there's with stats the, with in soccer, the background, yeah. and you're like, so and so, do you want to pass to that guy? Yes, and then it does this background RNG, does a cut scene, and then like, who kicks the ball? Like, there's no actual soccer yeah. playing involved for you. Because you just make it's like the decisions. It's like a real-time strategy, turn-based yeah, strategy but it's, game. And it's Almost like, like a board game. This is the coolest way to play soccer That's ever. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's know? awesome. So there's stuff like that. And then the third reason is... If we is play it this way, Orlando City might actually win. For oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. oh, the guys in Vegas are like, ah, screw you. <laughs> but And the third reason is price. Like you yeah, were saying sure. before, games like Chrono Trigger and others like that... Sometimes they're they too were, pricey. And they it's were, like, if yeah. I can get one from you... Like, I've been saying this for a while, guys... Put import on your yes. box, yeah. especially that, if sure. you get a Retron a Five, which you can buy from Retro Game Treasure. Yeah. Because like, I want to play Chrono Trigger like it's going out of style, but I know I can get it in my box, right? An import, and then all I got to do, well, in my case, I got to get Johnny to download the patch. But you, if you're computer savvy at home, yeah, right. You just download the patch, you get on a scan disk card, you plug it in. It does all in the, the case of a game yeah. where you need a lot of text and you need yeah, to be able to like, read it. Yeah, but like, like we were talking about before, and games it's easy. like it's not that hard, guys. But games like Donkey Kong Country yeah, or you don't Mario Kart, yeah. you don't need to read Just squat to it. enjoy There's a good three platformer. Donkey Kong games, and I've seen yeah. the prices for those yeah. very wildly yeah. for 20, Donkey Kong One, Two, and yeah. Donkey Kong Three gets really high, which yeah. I did not expect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just because they made less, they got less and less popular. You yeah. know, they didn't sell more copies as the series went on. They sold less, less. copies. So, yeah. I get a Over copy here. of Donkey Kong Country 3 now. Yeah. I think it's like a $60 price tag. Over in Japan, they had a handful of those where they made umpteen more copies over there because mm-hmm. uh, they just, video games caught on faster in Japan than yeah. they did in, in the, the systems. Yeah. yeah. Like nowadays, where we sell, I mean, they sell a bazillion copies of a Call of Duty or something. Yeah. Right. You know? You guys ready for another question? Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Okay, and this is from Samantha Lynn. Hi, Samantha. Uh, sar- yeah, can't speak today. So, uh, Samantha Lynn from Charleston, South Carolina. She's asking about RPGs. Ooh. She's saying, um, I'm new to gaming, and I listened to an episode where Buck was talking about his favorite RPGs. What are Final some- Fantasy IV. What? Final Fantasy IV. What are some RPGs that I can get 
that are on a budget. Because typically, for those that don't know, RPGs yeah. are highly priced. Role-playing games, right. especially JRPGs. Right. And, you know, they're, they're normally higher priced because they didn't make as many of them because mm-hmm. the, the, the genre has never been as popular. Mm-hmm. You know, we make the joke about, like, Maddens and stuff, but the reason why, like, we don't carry Maddens is because they're, they're a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. There's a bazillion of them. If you really want to copy a Madden, then you can go pick up, like, an entire 10-year series for, like, 10 bucks. JRPGs are a mixture of other things. One, there's not as many. The prices have gone up over years. Two, it's usually a really awesome, engrossing story. Right. Oh, absolutely. In a lot of cases. I agree. And then the systems are deep, and they you get you get a lot of bang for your buck. You're mm-hmm. going to put 40, 60, 80 hours into a pretty banging RPG. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to kind of answer her question, uh, I think we talked about it in the previous episode, uh, the PSP, man. That's a great system. The PSP had a lot of killer RPGs, yep. a lot of killer first, I mean, uh, uh, first release RPGs, but then a lot of really good re-release RPGs. Yeah. Like, you know, don't go to the PS2 or want to pay the price for, like, a Disgaea or, like you said, Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions right. or, you know, Tactics was the um, the PS1 version. The, the, you don't want to pay... 40 or 50 or 60 bucks for a copy of Tactics for the PS1, you know, get a copy of the P- for PSP or something, do it with us, or pick it up for like 20 bucks or so, you know, half the price at least. Uh, the, the PSP seems to be like this underrated treasure trove of a lot of the PS1 and some PS2 era RPGs. Mm-hmm. It, it, I they, agree. God, they re-released so, so many. And I also want to say this with the PSP, just to kind of throw it out there. If you go to the mom and pop shops, they are not that expensive. You right. can actually get PSPs for floating between the $60, $80 range. Mm-hmm. Easy when it comes to PSPs. So, I mean, yeah, I think you PSP... can get that system fairly cheap. And, you know, I think you get a really good value because right. it's kind of in that stage right now where... Like you said, warehouses have a lot of them, but there isn't a huge market for it. So you're in that sweet spot yeah. where they're still available, but you can get the games at a good price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mom and pop shops, like you said, they're selling them for like 80, if 60, talk, 80 bucks. If you talk to a lot of collectors, like you'll hear some people say like, oh, I got into collecting like Game Boy or something like that right. because the NES and the PS1 collecting just got too crazy. The prices were crazy. Right. Games that were $6 five years ago are 15 or 20 now for the most yeah. common stuff. And so PSP is in that funny little bubble right now where the prices haven't gotten super inflated. They still have some collectability. They're still sure. in there. The console is, you know, sometimes a little difficult to come across. I had to change the screen out on mine because yeah. it was scratched up pretty bad and everything else, but it's not too hard to do. Mm-hmm. But they just, I mean, but everything. I think it's the other thing, too, is I think that the parts and everything are easy to get a hold They're of. They're at least still available, yeah, yeah. you know, not going crazy. But everybody from NIS to Atlas to Square, they were all releasing games for the PSP. Yeah. It had a killer long life in Japan. Yeah. And it's a region free console. I didn't know it was region free. And so if you want to play some, if you want to play some good stuff, you know, not necessarily RPGs because of the length right. of them or the the the, the language that, but, barrier, but some of the action adventure games that we didn't get over here, you know, just like the DS, it's also region free. I didn't know it was region free. That's so cool. there's a lot of, st- I mean, that's just there's one of those. A lot consoles. of good games for them. They made, right. I know they made a couple God Award games for them. Oh, I think great. they made I one uh, Uncharted game for them. I think. 
Uh, I need to play that. Chains the of Olympus. Uncharted, yeah. That was the other one. Yeah. They were both great. They were amazing. They were both great. Because I remember they put them both on the PS3. It was like a collection. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, it really? It had great puzzle games. Yeah. It, it did, had yeah. great It had great platformer games. And here's a really cool thing, too. Um, we sell them, but I, I have one for myself that I love. They make... TV out cables for PSP. Do they really? Yeah. yeah. So you can go from your PSP to AV out and just play it on a TV. Forget that. And just use handheld. the PSP as your yeah. controller. I played Persona yeah. 3 Portable, which is a pumped up version of Persona 3 FES from the PS2, yeah. on the PSP and played it on a TV just using the. the that's nifty. The I didn't know they made that. TV that's, out. That's really cool. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's a, it's an awesome. That's so. That, so to answer her other part of the question, there to get into collecting there too. If you don't want to break the bank and you want to really try some good underrated well, RPGs, well, I guess it sounds like you could get way. a busted ass PSP with a busted ass screen, and you could <laughs> use it basically as your controller, and you, then hook it up. To oh, the that's TV. true. That yeah. is true. It that's true. Screen, like you if that's you a go to point, like a pawn actually. shop, get yeah. one super cheap, like forty bucks or thirty bucks, and then just get that's the cool. the the. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And just yeah. use it basically as a glorified controller. You can pick up yeah. a PSP for less than you can pick up a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo for. Sure. Yeah, that's damn straight. I, I, I mean, those things and are it's still portable crazy. no matter yeah. what you do. Yeah. It's a good uh, that actually it's a really interesting question because you look at like um typically any most RPGs are really, you know, sought out in general and they're, and they're not as per, as many produced. Uh, and also, if you can't get a PSP, but if you do have a PSP, you should definitely check that on your box for Retro Game Treasure. Heck yeah. If uh, Samantha isn't a member, you should definitely stuff. be a member. Uh, but if for some reason you can't, um, the PS3, the PSN is really good for getting, like, you know, uh, PS1 games on there. And they have some good RPGs for, like, five, six bucks. You can do that yeah. as well. I, I think you can that get... That, I've got a feeling that, like, if you put PSP on there, you're probably going right. to get more Or if you have a Vita, buck, they have a PSP store wise, on there yeah. for Vita. So yeah. you can do that as well. The cool thing about PSP with us is that it's a lot easier to come by them, like, complete in the box. That's cool. More than a lot of the other right. consoles. Like, I would say, like, when we're talking about... PS2 and, and original Xbox and some of those because of the age two it's pretty close to like 50-50 maybe 60-40 in favor of in the box but with the PSP it's like uh, I mean not only like you know 8 times out of 10 do we have them in the box but even if we don't in the case of those, you know, the PSP games came in those really nice shells yeah, they did. that they came in yep. that protected the discs so there's not problems like that and even those shells as they slowly go bad which, trust me, that happens the glue on that sometimes funny. We actually have these really nice deal where we have these nice replacement cases that we get. And so if the shell on the PSP game is, is busted, we actually replace it before we send it to you. That's cool. So it's in these really nice, these that's really nice a, that's uh, awesome. uh, click close clays, cases that happen. That's nice. Because that's what happens nine times out of ten with a PSP game is when that case starts to like the seam starts to give, yeah. then the disc will slip because it uses a magnet. The center of oh, the disc okay. yeah. for a PSP has, a, has metal in the center because it uses a magnet to keep that disc in place. Gotcha. And if the case breaks, then it, that, that's when you start to get loading issues. That's Which is, I wanted to say one other thing, because I was in the industry when the PSP came out. At, because we're both wrestling fans, they had some really good Raw vs. SmackDown games. I heard, yeah. And yeah. they... Hold up! I mean, they're yeah. high quality, like PS2 level right. graphics, characters, really 
great rosters because there was there were some good years. He had a friend doing, who had yeah. a PSP, and I always wanted. He had like a PSP two thousand or whatever the second generation one was called, and I, I remember watching him play like the Raw vs yeah. SmackDown. It was awesome. Which you're still yeah. talking about ten years ago, yeah. give or yeah. take. That's crazy to think. <laughs> Again, that's our gauge. It's like okay, kid was in fifth grade. Now he's in college. It's old enough. Yep, it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's just a really good, a it's our eighth Samantha. Thank you for asking that question because I I didn't really thought about like budgeted RPGs because sure. you think of RPGs you think <laughs> budget and RPG is a really yeah. difficult thing yeah but well, that's a good idea with the really, PSP yeah, yeah PSP and if you can get them imported right. I think is really really good that's too. a really good question this episode of the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by the Lakeland Role Playing Guild join the adventure with the Lakeland Role Playing Guild founded in 2000 the guild starts its 18th year of supporting and promoting the role playing game hobby in September with a big anniversary party and some lightly structured games. The Guild hosts too many convention-style game nights every month on the 2nd and 4th Fridays, where you can find up to four scheduled and prepared games, plus up to three open tables, all ready for a packed four hours of hobby-centered fun and fellowship. Among the regularly scheduled games on the LRPG's rotating calendar are three exclusive in-house ongoing campaigns, one exclusive in-house mini-campaign anthology series, and a few periodic episodes of members' personal home campaigns. The majority of those games are RPGs, but miniature war games hit the guild tables as well, along with the occasional board game. Some events also feature instructional clinics and roundtable discussions on a variety of game rules, techniques, and theories, so all participants can share their experience and learn more about the hobby from each other. The Guild also has planned gaming-free social outings on those random fifth Fridays that pop up some month. And of course, members of the LRPG take part in area conventions as players and game masters, as well as coordinate some activities with other gaming clubs. For more information on the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild, visit the website at lakeland-rpg.com or check out the social media at facebook.com slash Guild. And on Twitter at Lakeland RPG plus hashtag Dice on the Road, Lakeland Role Playing Guild. They play games. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Which, uh, speaking of surprises and things, do you want to play a little game of what's in the box? Sure, let's do that. 
what's in the box? How about I just hand you guys games? That'll be fun. Oh, well, that's even better. <laughs> what's in the box? What's, what's in, in the box? box? A lot of good stuff in the box, actually. Good times. Let's see. Let's see. So when we're playing What's in the Box for you guys at home, this is when we actually get to open up our retro game treasure box uh, and see uh, the cool stuff that is actually Yeah, keep them face the down. Box. That's a good yeah, idea. Keep, keep them face, face down. down. That's I'm very gonna, smart. I'm going to hand them out to the people that are oh, getting in. Oh, there's some good shit yeah. in here. So <laughs> good I'm times. Gonna, I'm going to let Johnny go first because he's got three, it looks like Game Boy games. There. All right. So that's good. Uh, Game Boy Color. Excuse Game Boy me. Color games. And we got Battle Tank, uh, Battle Tanks uh, from the uh, 3DO uh, company. Uh, this looks really interesting, actually. I've, I've never played Battle Tanks. That's in the vehicle shooters category, and so when you got like things like that and, and other games where you're you're actually like piloting some type yeah. of machinery, it, it it just falls in a different category than yeah. you know, just a shooter. That's really or, cool. Or a shooter. That's awesome. Battle Tanks. Deuce, you got something. No, I'm gonna you want to go through all these? Three because <laughs> if <laughs> this is what I think it is, I'm going to get the biggest erection ever. Yeah, there's a couple over. of those. I don't yeah. think that's oh, the one you think Warrior of, Land. Like Warrior Land 2, that's amazing. Great platform. I heard that was oh, fantastic. great platformer, the Wario Land. That's games. awesome. Yeah, Wario Land, uh, that, it's always in like in the top top Game Boy games. It's always in that top list there. All right, there. John, you got one more. All right, Damn. here we go. And we've got, oh, WWF Betrayal. I've never played this. The it's game, oh. game Boy Color. The that's Game Boy Color wrestling games are great because they're so freaking, like, NES wrestling. Yeah. It's not even that's funny. That's awesome. You know? But like, it's with the newer rosters, so it's, that's like, pretty got nifty. A, a really cool roster. That's okay. pretty nifty. I have got a Sega. Uh, Super, Famicom. Super Famicom. I'm schooling Super Nintendo. you guys this yeah. month on Super, Super Famicom. Super Nintendo stuff. Got some good uh, stuff import in that I'm going to flip over. And it is Mystic Quest. Oh, which hell yeah. It's a really Final good Fantasy game Mystic because Quest, it was yeah. like Final Fantasy. But when I tried to buy this because I got my Nintendo. That's a really great game. A Super Nintendo. That's a good and one. like there was a retro game store that was down from uh, the girl I was dating's house who gave me the Super Nintendo. And I was like, I want to get like an RPG. And I was like, I want a Final Fantasy. And they were all super expensive. Yeah. But they had Mystic Quest and they were less expensive. I'm like, why? And he's like, RPGs, he's yeah. like, it's a gateway RPG. And he said Mystic Quest was more like a hybrid of Zelda and That's a good way to put Final it. Fantasy. That's true. I, like, I agree. It was kind of like yeah. a yeah. hybrid. Had so more it was on like the more of a stuff. gateway. Yeah. yeah. It only had a two character party. It was your main character and yeah. like a sub character. And then yeah. you had more you on got the like a partner. Like grappling hooks and stuff was going on. Yeah. So. And for so those that awesome. might not know, uh, the cover art had a guy standing with a sword, I think, in the air. Um, yep. Black background. So, all right. Well, we got some more stuff oh. fiddling it's around. It's I'm, I'm, sco down. I'm schooling you guys yeah. on some Super Famicom this month. Because yeah. now you got the Retron. Yes. You can play some really well, I'm excited. Super it, Famicom it, it, stuff. Two reasons. Got. One, I can play these RPGs that I've been dying to play because, Absolutely. like, I am, now that I've gotten older and I can, I'm okay with all the reading. I want more because <laughs> as a True. kid, I Deuce was like, Mom, I got to read this game. Take it back to Blockbuster. That story actually happened. <laughs> like, I kid you not. I got fan I think it might have been Final Fantasy one uh, and I rented it and I couldn't read the NES. Yeah. And nice. my mom had to come in all Gosh, the time. Like and after the third time, she's 86 like six or 88. Honey, uh, put this game away. The next weekend, I will pay for your rental. Like, just, just <laughs> don't ask me any more to read because I can read at the time. And as I, I'm, I can, 
I mean, I could read as a kid, but like I was not a good reader. But <laughs> well, reading like, as a kid wasn't fun, right? Like exactly. typically, it was. Exactly. It was even in boring. high school. I didn't like reading, so it was right. like RPG. I got to so read. Let's do back F and forth. That. So flip, and then I'll do mine. Okay. Do yours. Do one. Do one. So what do we got? Uh, Cyber Knight for the Super Famicom. Oh, this actually, this art looks familiar. I really think I've cool. researched it actually before. This is really fascinating. You run into ones like that and like the Doraemon games and things like that, whether they're platformers oh, or I love strategy the logo. games or whatever. That's it's really like, cool. There's just some killer fun. I like the artwork on the yeah, Super Famicom. Cool That's pretty sweet. They just Super didn't have Famicom the labels on the top. You're right. On the art, hands down. 100%. All right, sir. All right, what do we got? We're getting into Game oh, Gear. Oh, hell yeah. We got Game Gear. We got Aladdin for Game oh, Gear. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty King dope. King of the platformers in the 90s, Aladdin oh, for man. those. Oh, man. You that's guys got Game dope. Gear going on because the three-in-one. And there's that's just, like, right. Underrated gems on the game. That's pretty sweet. And that's what I'm telling you guys. You need to get the three in one because you can order that along with the Retron Five on Retro Game Treasure. That's yeah, awesome. And there are so many good games on the Sega Game Gear, and you can get more bang for your buck. I think box wise, if you pick that. Yeah. And uh, there's really good platformers and really good games because Aladdin was on like a bunch of different systems. Right. Each one played a little different. They did. Uh, and yep. I think it's really cool. The Game Gear version is good, though. But now we're going to do another Super Famicom, and it is Super Fire Pro Wrestling, <laughs> oh, which we love. We yeah. love I think I got you. Did games. I get you guys one of the other Fire Pros before? I, yeah, yeah, I think it was the original. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those so are, I, I oh, told him, awesome. I'm like, you need to get the patch, because like, I could tell who the wrestler was, yeah. but I couldn't <laughs> read the rest. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, I couldn't figure out how to fuck like, the, like, It doesn't matter. I could punch him, but I couldn't figure out to like suplex or pin or any of that shit. That dude's got neon-colored tassels coming from his elbows, and he jumps off the top. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure it's Man, like, man awesome. because it's like how they like got around yeah. it over there. Though. Yeah. They didn't license squat, so they just created this really robust character creator, yeah. and then you get a bazillion characters. That's amazing. It looks like another Game Gear game. We got Prince of Persia. Awesome. And I heard that's like the OG Prince of Persia. That's yeah. awesome. Like, that's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah, from Sega. That's like really, said, really awesome. And that's really, really cool because you get the Game Gear. Oh, I'm starting to get a super Famicom boner oh, yeah. over here. Oh, we're, yeah, oh, we're, giving, we're giving you crazy town here so you guys can understand how, how great okay. this is. Okay, I'm going to let gotta... you get two in your first batch because wow. I have two here. Oh, there's one in there that's going to blow Johnny's mind. Which I'm actually really excited because this one must have come from Japan because there's yeah. Kenji's on the back oh, of it. Kanji. Kanji. Kanji and Katakana and Hiragana. All right. Uh, let me see what we got. What we got? What we got? We've got Green Dog. The beached surfer dude, dude. Oh my <laughs> god, sounds really fucking cool. He that looks really cool, like, actually. Goofy platformers and yeah. Genesis. Actually, that game, game is on uh, Sega Genesis because I, yeah. I've got that yeah. on Sega Genesis. Yeah, that was a Genesis. That's pretty sweet. I think you gave me, to be honest with you. That's it was, pretty sweet. It's just one of those fun little platformers they had. All right, you I love got one more, buddy. Right. You're starting to get bar elbow. That's what you're getting right there. Yeah. That is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The I'll lost, tell you what it is once the you. Lost World, yeah. Jur uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park which lost is World. actually a really cool shoot 'em up. Yeah. Because I had that on Super Nintendo. If it's anything like it, it's a really cool shoot 'em up. That's pretty sweet. What you're getting right now is what I call bar elbow to tell <laughs> yep. Buck because yep. he's looking at. It. Once you keep doing it, felt like, those, it felt like it split. Like yeah, my elbow yeah. split. Because it happens you to do me all me, the deuce? time during full uh, during football season. You're doing. <laughs> You're doing those 12-ounce <laughs> curls just like the Sandman from ECW. Oh and gosh, uh, you've, got, you've got your, your, you know, you got your elbow on the table, and you're doing all these curls 12-ounce-wise, if you will. At a time. Yeah, at a time, and that's exactly what does See, it. here's something. Okay, what do you got? 
I, he's going to have to tell me because I, can, I can't read okay, that. Okay, this is one I was telling about earlier that you guys are going to love. That is that's Ultraman, a Super right? Famicom game. It gets better than that because that's it's got Ultraman in it because it's Super Robo Tyson, which includes Ultraman, the Gundams, Kamen Rider, and others. That's that awesome. is, and a Mike Tyson mech. That is Battle <laughs> Dodgeball with that's freaking Gundams. Awesome! I, look, I love okay. the art. On that's the, that's that's that. the power of import Super Famicom. Dude, games. this is but awesome. Basically, it's like all the heroes of that era in Japan. In Japan, they, it's Super Robo Tyson was like when they would no relation kind of, to Mike. It's, awesome. it's kind of like um, <laughs> if you're familiar with Famicom, uh, uh, Famicom, uh, Shonen Jump. Yes. In Japan, mm -hmm. which is like you'd see like One Piece and Dragon Ball, these Naruto. other in it because it's a publication yeah. over there. They all go in and Super okay, Robo you Tyson. Break that down for me and Super like this is like <laughs> anime, like popular areas. animes. Okay, yeah, all the popular animes were like on one. You know, how, like DC, okay. like it was all one. Oh, uh, it's more company. like this. You know how the sun, you can read like the Sunday comics and you can get Garfield and Archie and Family Circus yeah. all in the same place. In Japan, they have Shonen Jump. Shonen is like action mangas. So this is a comic for like young boys, yeah. Dragon Ball, One Piece, Naruto. So it's almost Naruto. like a DC Marvel crossover for Japan. Except but it's they're Dodgeball. all in the same place. So that one is Robo Tyson, which is like all of the superhero robots, the Gundams and the Ultraman and Kamen That's Rider, awesome. like right. like. Like Power Rangers in Japan. It's pretty sweet. And, but they're playing dodgeball. Oh man, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Right. All right, here we go. I've got. WWF Attitude for Game Boy Color. I love wrestling. We love wrestling games. Man, the wrestling games pick up too. Like we have so many subscribers. I just because you can change your settings. Well, I from love it right. because I'm I'm looking at the boxes here in the studio and it says you know WCW World Tour. It says WWF Raw. Because it it's a whole box mayhem. Right. It says yeah. miscellaneous wrestling. There's yeah. a WWF No Mercy. It's got like where the it's nitros like, yeah, and yeah. stuff in it. Because the thing is, is we encourage this. You right. can change your settings every month. Right. Yeah. And so. If you say, you know, after three or four months, like, look, I'm good on wrestling games for a while, just turn it off for a bit. Right. But the guys that love wrestling, man, like, yeah, no, like keep yeah. it coming. That's where we are. Because as the eras changed, you know, the right. wrestlers changed. And, and I've never played. Uh, I never played. Before uh, I flip this fun. over, <laughs> we, we ha I have to throw one question out. And, Buck, I'll let you chime in on this, too. Oh, you get favorite wrestling game. For you personally, mine is hands down WWF No Mercy, which is one that holds its value. Like, literally, you can walk in a game store now, WWF No Mercy is still floating around that $20, $15 range, depending on which store you walk in, because that was the last game they made for the Nintendo 64 uh, for wrestling. Hands down, I still think it's my favorite wrestling game ever. I mean, it's that in uh, WrestleMania 2000 for the 64. 64, in my opinion, had the best hands-down wrestling games. That, that's for me personally. I don't know about you, but what would you I, say? I love I love No Mercy a lot, um, but I I, I really because I'm a huge Ultimo Dragon. Mark, uh, he was in um, WCW versus the World for PlayStation One. Yeah, which that game what, was. If I remember correctly, it was WCW versus the World and WCW yeah. Nitro. Versus Nitro. Nitro, yep, and then, and then it, for uh, sixty four. I'm talking oh, about. for sixty four. Yeah, yeah. It, WCW, WCW versus World then Revenge, w, Revenge, right? World was, Tour and then Revenge. <laughs> World, okay, so, so WCW Nitro, WCW uh, World Tour, WCW Revenge. Yeah, uh, WCW versus the World. I don't. It wasn't on sixty four. That was only on PlayStation. 
So versus the world was only on PlayStation. Right, that was only on PlayStation. Was on the world yeah. sixty four because right. the only the Nitro world. one I remember was the one that was on PlayStation. I don't right. remember. Nitro on, and on, Thunder, on, they on had N64. Thunder as well. N64. Did they really? It was to be Thunder, yeah, on uh, yeah, PlayStation and they had or Mayhem or something. The lesser which is wrestling guys. Yeah. I'll, I'll chime in. Sure, yeah. here you go. He'll know more. If flip a coin between WCW NWO Revenge. And Which is fucking solid. It's that a really lineup, great game. Yep. Hands down, like the wrestlers you can pick, is fucking solid. WWF Royal Rumble for the Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's pretty Because that was like too. the yeah. f- most fun old school throwback. It was. For me, both of those, it's a nostalgia factor. Sure. Yeah, it's not a roster. Ditto. 100%. It's not the, it's not the customizing customization of the characters not anything else well I think that roster is the nostalgia it was solid factor. Yeah. It's it was like very wrestlers it was more arcade Royal Rumble yeah. had you know Yokozuna and yeah. Tatanka and it still had Mr. Perfect in it though yeah. even though it had those guys yeah. and but, that one was more arcadey if I remember yeah, uh, it, yeah. a little yeah, bit, a little but, bit yep. but, but the um, the arcade game was the one that had like doink with like yeah. the super over yeah. the top moves but right. I think it was because the N64 had back back in those days back yeah. in those days yeah. back in my day mom and pa yeah. Peripherals <laughs> weren't a thing, yeah. right? And so everybody didn't have a four-player adapter for the PS One, right? And sixty-four had four controller ports built into it, right? So the that games, was the smartest thing the I games think any were, game system yeah. has ever done. The games it was were built, built that in way. the four. The games player. were built saying it's easy for someone to play four players. So and I that, think they did that on purpose because yeah. they wanted you to play four player. So, so they built the game. Couple that, that with the fact that N sixty-four had no loading times. That's why the N64 wrestling games were pretty much the the most solid across it because you had to, you had the loading times with the PS1 one you you played two player most of the time instead right. of four. You there also were a lot had, of factors stacked. Yeah. Against you also it. had uh, WWF Warzone, which was on both um, yeah. 64 yeah. and. Well, yeah, the PS1 version was was superior, yeah, but the yeah, loading yeah. times we're you had great. better audio, better you had full entrances like, and all that not stuff. Not to not to derail it. It's true, you got the full entrances, yeah. which was pretty cool. And not to derail it, but go to like Mortal Kombat trilogy. Sure, they made that for the N64 and the PS1. Freaking loading times. Could I it, love it. But wasn't the cart heavier the on the 64? Because it had just extra... had more memory in right. it, like Resident Evil 2 did. Right. But he gave us the last box, yeah. the one for the 64, which yeah. I have. Which I adore because good. it plays so yeah. quick, so, so fast. There's good no example, time. right? Yeah, the good example is good in that game. Good example. If you pick Shang Tsung in the PS1 version, you have to then pick three characters you would like him to have available as transformations, and that's it. You because can't otherwise, it would everybody. have to preload every character in the game. And only oh, the 64 wow. version, that's you just pick them and you're good because to go. Because it was rewrite, it was a cartridge, yeah. it just rewrote and it was no problem. That's interesting. Yeah. So it was like, the, there were those little things, but like you said, the music and the full intros of the piece, like, well, if you were willing to wait, you got a better product yeah. in that case. That was so. where Warzone, that, that was the first game right. I really like. Right. Showing and the Thunder. PS1 and yeah. Thunder, they're showing the power of the of the PS1, and yeah. uh, I remember going yep. to uh, EB at the time, EB Games nice. Electronics uh, Boutique, yep. and uh, I remember going in and getting my copy of uh, WWF Warzone for PS1. It has Stone Cold in the cover. Hat. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, like came with you the Stone. Pre-ordered, you yep. got a free Stone Cold hat because I remember. Um, pre-order. But it, back in the day when that came out, right. but, but it was also the one where you had a Mortal Combat type. Fata- like finishers, you had yeah, to like yeah, learn like sixteen yeah. butt combinations just to do a stone cold center. That's the reason why I like the sixty four ones. It was <laughs> way easier. Yeah, the sixty four ones had a better like, combat I system. Remember, like, the grappling. Yeah. I think it was WrestleMania yeah. two thousand. Like that was the guy just, that would was come solid. out. It, it would was... show three frames yeah. of what their entrance 
theme right. was, but it had the full entrance music. And I'm like, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. And I remember because I was in college at the time. Yeah. And 64 had just gotten done with. And I bought in the box No Mercy. And I still had to pay. It wasn't a full 50, but I think I had to pay like a full $40. Mm-hmm. And that was when all the other 64 games were on fucking clearance. 2000 like, was probably yeah. like a close. Th- I literally think I remember it was a close third for me. Because I literally yeah. think I remember one time that we rented like that one. Or it might have been Revenge. Because yeah. that was like my top favorite. Revenge was really I literally good. think I remember we one time rented that and then had to take it back. And we still had like. 1080 or one of those other games and I literally remember because I probably would have been like 16 by yeah, then yeah I remember putting the wrong game in the box on purpose so I could keep revenge longer <laughs> and be like oh sorry I, I returned the wrong game <laughs> that actually happened to me and That's just a funny. little throwback right? story uh we had a place called uh it's like Cinema Gallery or something, but it was like a mom-and-pop video game shop. And I remember we had to drive from my house. We took the game back, but I couldn't find because you remember the Nintendo games? They had those little black Nintendo cases that came on it. Sleeves, yeah. Well, on the side, they had a barcode that it would scan. Well, I couldn't find the damn thing. <laughs> so I just put it in one of my other ones and was like, oh, they're not going to know. We got there. We get home. Mom gets a phone call. It's like, hey, uh... He didn't bring us back the wrong case. And Mom's like, what did you do with it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. Yeah, and, like, we had to look all around the house. I finally found it, and then we had to make another trip back. No, Daddy, and, no. Yeah, Mom was pissed. Because she's funny. like, we got to waste gas money and do all this shit. You're so. next, Deuce. No, I'm going to let you go, okay. and then I'm going to do this oh, one. Because- I like that one. Oh, snappity snap. Uh, Legend of Z- Oh, wow. This is Link's Awakening. Holy crap! That's yeah. amazing. OG Game Boy, man. That's yeah. awesome. OG Game Boy. Heck yeah! This I love this game. This this game has a special place in my heart. Uh, League's Awakening is amazing for the Game Boy. That's a great game. All right, let me see. Cause what do you got? There's one in the box. I know I won. I'm hoping it's this one. <laughs> this is Super Street Fighter Two. That's yeah, awesome. That's really really bottom. cool. Uh, that's really really smart, cool. He's put it at the very bottom. That's a not, great game. We riot. We riot. And that's another so. import where you don't have to read anything. Yeah. Keep that yeah, in mind. You yeah. You gotta read anything it, to play Super Street Fighter Two? No. No. Nope. That's amazing. And His that's name's Fei Long. Yeah. You yeah. don't actually know. Take that back. That part's in English. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the names of the characters in English. English. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You can't read his backstory. Sorry. Truth. That's amazing. Right. All right. Here we go. Oh wait. Oh, that's a that's a super. You can't look at that. You guys are gonna love that game. Okay. All right. Ready? I'm gonna let Johnny flip a couple because these are these are all, all all of these handhelds are his. So I like lit- letting him. He got the little. Yeah. All right. We got WrestleMania Steel Cage for the GameCube, or not I, GameCube, Game, Game Gear, Gear. Excuse me. Yeah. We didn't yeah. carry GameCube, but yeah. you didn't select it yet. Game Gear. That's really cool. I don't Which know anything awesome. about this game. Actually. They only made a couple of ga- uh, wrestling that's games cool. for the Game yeah. Gear. That's that's awesome. Which I'm probably sure that's a port of the it's Sega got, CD uh, one as well. It's got Lex. Lex Luger and uh, Macho Man on the cup. Wow. wow, that's really cool. If that's it's the one I'm thinking there. of, because the Sega CD, they had like a, there was a wrestling game, and, and they made the exact Rage same in game, the cage. and they called it Rage in the Cage. So every single match was in the cage when you played it on Sega CD. That's awesome. <laughs> it was the exact same wrestling game that they put on the it other like, system. It was like it was like back when they made those like Lakers versus Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Like, you only get to play yeah. as the Lakers yeah. or yeah. the Bulls. But it, like the <laughs> roster was the same, everything was the same. Except for every single match is in the cage. That's it almost funny. reminded me when uh, funny. TNA started doing that lockdown pay per view yeah. where it's like every match is in the cage yeah. for the pay per view. And I'm like, 
Oh, so that's what this fucking game is. It's every yeah. single match is in the gate. That's Go ahead, flip another one, buddy. Oh, that's funny. All right. And we got, ooh, Rystar oh, for the Game Gear. That's awesome. That's a really cool platformer. Um, but I've never played the game. Actually, these, this FYI, I've never, um, this is my first time even holding a Game Gear cart before. So nice. I'm, I'm very really exciting. Which is really cool because we got the three-in-one. Which, which is, is very sell, exciting. Such yeah. over I mean, it, it, look. It wasn't a great handheld. That's, that's up for debate, you know. But now but we're making our cool collection. We're making a collection yeah, now. We're so we're getting to our collection now. There was one YouTuber that we helped them uh, acquire. He was finishing off a collection of every single Game Gear game. That's awesome. And when they started, he needed like 20 or so, and we helped him pretty much complete it. I mean, it was funny because there was one in there. It was even it was like a poker game. That's like a 10 or 15 dollar poker game, but we got a couple copies of it. So that's we cool. Able, but he was just like. Just on principle, I am not spending $15 on a poker game. <laughs> but he needed it to finish off the collection. So That's funny. Yeah. All right, Deuce. All right, so Super Nintendo Super games Nintendo. Awesome we're both going to love. Awesome game. Okay, Saturday Night Slamsters. But it's by Capcom. Okay. That's this amazing. Is, yeah. Capcom makes a... Like Capcom, an off-brand Capcom, wrestling game. Capcom puts a wrestling game and a beat-em-up in a room, makes them have a baby... And throws Hagar from Final Fight into it. That's amazing. That's that's Saturday Night Slam Masters. That's awesome. It's just a really neat game. Like if you remember Final Fight, there's that boss fight where you fight Katana. Yeah. Where yeah in, a in, like, in a wrestling wrestling ring. Yeah. Ring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like they went, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. We can make a whole game out of this. So they shit. made Saturday Night Slam Masters. That's awesome. So it's like that's a That's really game. fucking like cool. And it's by Capcom. Oh, it's and a great game. I'll tell you this. Capcom games, I don't know what it is, but when it comes to collectability, yeah. hold their fucking value. Because yep. There's a game me and you were talking about. It's called War for the Gems, and it's yep. a Marvel game. And yep. basically, it was a sequel to X-Men whatever. Mm -hmm. for One of those. Uh, yeah, for um, the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. But it's all flipping... Um, like a side scroller beat em up, but right. you've got like Wolverine, you've got Spider Man, you've got Captain America. Like they give you all the yep. best Marvel had to yeah, offer in gems, one yeah. game, which was really really cool. Yep. And it's floating around the forty dollar mark because I've been wanting to pick it up for a minute. But uh, yeah, so go ahead and uh, there's some Game Boy games you can flip all over right. there, sir. Game Boy games Let's in there. Flip it over. Oh, Super Mario Land. That's awesome. That <laughs> one's actually stellar. That's really great. Oh, and like I said, I. Until Buck, I haven't had a Game Boy in forever, so these are all games I don't have. So uh, I remember, I think, did this ever come bundled with the Game Boy, or is this always a separate? Tetris did, that's for damn sure. Right, this wasn't, though. <laughs> I think you had to buy this one separate. Yeah, or maybe way later on in its life, because they were too busy selling them to give them away. That's awesome. It's a really <laughs> great game. Um, you want me to do this More one, More handheld action for you. All right, all right, all right. Army Men. Cool. Tell me about the Army Men. It's funny. The Army Men franchise, like, they made them, you know... N64 was where they really, and, and a little bit of PS1 is really, really shown, but they ended up on the handhelds too. And it's funny, it's before like the Call of Duties became a thing, mm -hmm. you know, like as a, like a shooter. Right. And before Halo even became a thing. And so they were like that early on, like kids got to play a shooter kind of game, That's but it cool. still had a little bit of that innocence to yeah. it because it was supposed to be the little plastic army right. men kind of thing. A lot of times the missions and stuff were really fun on those two, but we get people still that freaking, they swear by how much they just loved the army men, especially if they're like those mid-20s or late-20s right. or so. So my nephew comes down every summer and spends like a week with me, and I you know, do bad things with him, like take him to Hooters. <laughs> and uh, and Great player job. one. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I took him to uh, the mom and pop video game store that we have in town. And the one thing he said when we were looking around is he said, I like the Army event games. And I yeah. said, don't even worry about it. Because you gave me a couple for the 64. Cool. So we played the Army Man Chopper Attack. Oh, yeah. And he loved that. And it, there was another Army Man game I had for the 64 that you would give me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played that and he loved them. He's like, oh, man, I love these. Like, literally, when we before he left, he was trying to figure out a way to buy a 64 <laughs> at the Mom and Pop Game Shop. And I said... Next summer when you come down, if you still feel the same way, we'll make something happen. They were like, good we'll segue to yeah. game. They were good segue shooter games without being like ultra violent. Right, and that was like the N sixty four in a nutshell. But also, <laughs> it was really cool because like you could sell an army man game to somebody whose parent might be like, "I don't like violent games. Yeah. I don't want my kids having right. these violent shooters." And it's like. Yeah. Have them play army men. Yeah. They're plastic army men. Yep, those are know? fun. Yeah. And it's always fun to play like Game Boy Color ports of like those because right. it you, sometimes it's just a crapshoot. You just don't yeah. know. Like sometimes you go like, this is just a neat game, and sometimes they're like, this is so atrocious. How did they pull this off? You know, like they're just they're just fun. Like uh, the first Ninja Turtles game for the Game Boy, Fall the Foot Clan, right? It's Ninja Turtles, so it's freaking Ninja Turtles, right? That that game is like this close to like an abortion. <laughs> like, it's like, like it's it's, horrendous. it's just not that great. The frame rate is crappy. The control is bad on the turtles. The music isn't so good. But right. it's Ninja Turtles. You right. can't not like Ninja Turtles. Sure. But they made three of those for the Game Boy, and if you play the other two, you're like, oh, this is what it kind of could have been if right. they just put a little more effort into sure. it, or you know, so. <laughs> And we've got oh Mega Man, <laughs> heyo, for Game Boy. That's awesome. I didn't know they made Mega Man for Game Boy. They made five of them. They did. Uh, <laughs> you would know. You saw them on his shelf. That's I have awesome. a couple of them Japanese versions because they get a little pricey. But that's awesome. funny story too. When I'm in Japan, I'm like, cool. I can pick up the rest of my. I need two more. I need like number four and number five, and I'll have all the Game Boy Mega Man games. And I go into this little game shop, and I'm looking through, and I think I had found number five the day before. I'm like, I just need number four. And they have an American copy of number four uh, on their shelves. And I'm like, even better. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I finished awesome. off my Game Boy That's Mega great. Man collection in Japan. Good are times. American games less in Japan than they are here, or vice versa? They're usually more. In that case, I lucked out, but I, I shit you guys not. I went into a – there's this little game store that has two stores on both sides of the main street in Akihabara, which is like Electric City. Yeah. And they had some American games, imports, which is kind of funny looking at them, Like, look at those import games, yeah. quote, you know, yeah. hashtag whatever. And um, th- they had on the wall, like, American games that it was just – it was at, like, import car prices. Like, a copy of uh, Mario 3, NES Mario 3 – they wanted $70. Wow. They had SpongeBob SquarePants for the GBA, one of the 8 million SpongeBob games, and they wanted 30 bucks for it. Wow. So it was like, I'm going to bring you guys some games when I come back. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what you need to do. You need to have like a damn bag full of those GBA SpongeBob's if they're selling for 30 bucks, you could bring a whole like briefcase full. <laughs> I just couldn't believe the prices fortune. on some yeah. of those. It was like these are imports and like you and I have different yeah, different opinions here on imports. Yep. Quote unquote. There you go, Deuce. Your turn. All right. This one is Final Fantasy 5. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Which we didn't get to way later. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that's awesome. That's like fantastic. I can already see Johnny is going to have to get a scan disc card. 
I have download. one already. I already have a San- I already have an SD card for We're it. Or good because you're gonna have to download a lot. <laughs> I of took it on my Wii. <laughs> for, uh, Final Fantasy V and Mystic Quest and all these games I'm getting, so then yep. I can. You definitely borrow so, the Retron five. So Deuce can uh, Deuce yeah. can um, uh, get some uh, g- uh, RPG history of RPGs for Deuce. Yeah, because I am so far behind the loop. Five we didn't really get to later. PS one with uh, butts or Barts or whatever they the, tra- Barts. the translation yeah. was bad. Yeah. I think his name is like Butts, but they didn't. Yeah. Then it was Barts. Was it Senior Butts or yeah. just? Here you go, Deuce. That was the main okay. character. The next one is. Okay, you got to tell me what that is. Wanderers from East. Okay. Yep. Which we got that third one. That's number three. They made a crap ton of them in Japan, but that's one of the the ones that we got. RPG. Great great RPG. Oh, East. Yeah, I know East. Yeah. Yeah. And good luck getting a U.S. copy for a decent price, right? That's amazing. But see, that's the cool thing. It's like he can download all the patches, and now I can go RPG crazy because a game like this is still like 30, 40 hours. Easy. Yep, easily. All right. Game you game. well, you do the handhelds and then that one because that one's still in the shrink wrap. Oh snap! Amazing. Sonic Two for Game Gear. That's awesome. That's really really cool. Is that the pretty much the same as the Sonic Two we got? The or? levels are a bit different. It's it's a very different game. They didn't just port them because like same. I'd say the biggest thing with those is it's a complaint by some fans, but other people like it. Both the Sonic games and coincidentally another game you got that me- the Mega Man games for the Game Boy. Is is people say that um, because they couldn't put as much on screen, the it feels a lot more zoomed in, like you can't see as much ahead of you, kind of thing. If right. That ma- if that makes right. sense. And so, like some people think that's kind of cool and makes it fun, especially with like Mega Man, and other people like hate it. So it's like, but either way, it's cool because it's a very it makes it for a very different game. Gotcha. All right, dude. Okay, go ahead because you got two Game Boys in this one. I still. Because I think we're done with the box. I got one more in here. Okay. That's a surprise for, oh, I think, okay. Johnny and, and the wife might like. Oh, snap. Super Mario Land 2. Six golden coins. See, you, like, expanded into that handheld, and then all of a sudden it opens up. It this, did. You guys had, like, kind of stuck in the same kind of consoles for a long time. Right. So then it starts to branch out. Well, when you go to consoles that you hadn't used before and you didn't have right. many games, all of a sudden there's right. these really solid staple games right. that you can get, you know? Which but I awesome. think that that makes a really good point we need to say about the service True. is that if you will get outside your comfort zone yeah. and right. pick new systems, yep. especially, like, buy a new system and say, hey, I want this system, then Buck can go buck wild crazy. He can. I'm getting you stuff. <laughs> Literally, he has. That's Like, awesome. your son is going to go crazy yep. playing the Game Boy with yeah, all well, those games. Yep. Let me do this one. one more to flip over. All right, and we got Kirby's Dream Land. Hey, yo, Great. that's uh, a classic Kirby game. Kirby games are amazing. They're fantastic. Another good example, too, like the uh, Kirby Super Deluxe on the Super Nintendo is an import game that we can get. For people. Superstar, right? Superstar, right. Which the is American crazy. The American is stupid Over a hundred and something dollars. It, just, it gets insane. dumb. It's all, and that's one of the funny things about the service is that one is all over the place. Right. You'll see it as low as 50, and you'll see it as low as 120. There's no, like, solid value. It's still pretty arbitrary. Even though you can get an import copy for cheap, they made it on the DS, which is still gets yeah. kind of pricey. The DS copy, but it's like it's one of those ones where like beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's a great game, but it the is. price is all over the place. Right, that's awesome. All right, got one Super Famicom left. Yeah, let's do this, and then we'll do the Super <laughs> Famicom. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it's, super, it's, I don't, I don't know. What it's it is. Chrono Trigger, or we ride Super Battle yeah. Tanks. So this is the this is a sequel to the other one. I take it. 
or because that he one has, was original Game Boy. Oh no, Battle Tanks for for Game Boy. Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color. It'll be fun to compare them because those that, two things would have been out at like this. Actually, that might have even come before that. That'd be interesting and to I see. And I bet you that's it. still in the box, still yeah. Actually, the art looks yeah. really good on the back. Like, the the graphics and everything look well, really, really solid. It was a solid system. It might look a little funny blown up on your TV, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the uh, old What's that, game Deuce? show. No what whammies, is that, Deuce? No uh, what is that, Deuce? Chrono Trigger show. Are we riot? Chrono Trigger! Yeah! <laughs> 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 the crowd goes wild. <laughs> I cannot seriously, Buck. Like I'm holding seriously. it in. Thank you a fucking enough, man. I think, I like think, uh, this that is smell was. seriously. He's he has got to hide his chub. It's in his pants. Yeah, like <laughs> it, like I said from the Archer meme, my penis can only get so erect. Like I have been wanting to play this game for so fucking long because because you need to. That's why you need to, and it's like one of those touchstone games when you talk about RPGs. First on a lot of people's list is Chrono Trigger because that was their, like... Most of them don't even know why, actually. (laughs) But I I think I was told. Yeah, but I think because for a lot of them, it was like that was their first RPG. Mm -hmm. And it's a solid RPG from what I understand. Like, everybody says, like, the game's solid. I think that's why it's so popular because it's just one of the best. I don't think it's a lot of people's first because then there would have been more copies. And in Japan, in Japan, it was a lot more people's popular or first because they made so many more. But over here, I don't think people gatewayed into RPGs until the PS1 Square era. Really? Right. Final Fantasy 7 and 8 yep. and those. And I think then they went, well, wait, why is this one called Final Fantasy 7? Because there were six before it. Yeah. yeah. And then they went back and started doing those. And then once right. they played yeah. those, you went, do you know that there are other games that they made that are even better than that? And they right. learned about Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana and all mm-hmm. those kinds of games. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, damn. You know, there was like a RPG revolution in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yep, I And agree. it's just one of the best. It just is. It is yeah. just one of the best RPGs ever. So I know Johnny's job now is he's got to download <laughs> all this stuff yeah. because next week I got time travel and shit. Yeah, I next week I'm stealing the Retron Five. Yeah, I got because, some homework to do. Yeah, so he's got some homework to do of things he has game. to download. But like, seriously, brother, heart to heart, man to man, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Like I fucking cannot tell. You, like I have been. Looking for this game for so long, and I had to sell it because I hit hard times, and I had it for Super Nintendo. I'd only played a little bit, and the reason I quit playing it is it wouldn't say because the fucking battery, battery was right. dead. You only got the 680. Exactly. And, <laughs> I got you know, that reference. And, and because of that, we didn't have a mom and pop shop to be like, let me change the battery out. So it was like yeah. I had to keep playing yeah. all the way through. So I was like, fuck it. Need it. I right. can get. Eighty dollars out of this, I've got you know a car payment I got to make, right? You know, right. or shit which, like that. Which was a good price for it five yeah. or ten years ago. Yeah. Yep. So I got a shit ton of money out of it. It's the biggest regret I yeah. ever have in my entire life. And now life. people would kill to get one for eighty dollars because it's easily twice that. Right. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. the last time I walked into the mom and pop shop that we use, it was a hundred dollars, and that was That's still it. a good sh- price. Yeah. It's a good price, <laughs> but like the cover was shit. Like the cover was uh, so the condition was. And I told him, right. I said, if you can find me one, I don't even care if it's got a sticker on it. If it's under a hundred dollars, get it for me. Yeah. And he was like, uh, I'll see what I can right. do. But you know, it's the power can of the I see the cover stuff. art for that. Let me see. 
It's there's a very simple. It's, it's just the logo. Stellar. Oh, cool, but it's got the chrono with the yeah, clock the, C like on the it, screen. and you that's can read awesome. it because the tr- the whole cover is in English. But, that's <laughs> but you know, but that's, that's the awesome. power of the imports, Deuce. You know, I don't mean to yeah. I don't mean to deflate you or burst your bubble at all, too. Yeah. But that is not a super rare or expensive game in Japan. Yeah, yeah. and so we can we but get a lot of copies. But that's we need to tell the fans. That's true. I was gonna say it's like you know if you're a fan of RPGs, we had someone earlier, uh, I think Samantha, uh, that had a question about yeah. uh, you know RPGs, and I mean from your experience, uh, imports are half the cost typically, or more or less. It from RPG, RPGs in general yeah. were way more popular in Japan before they were over here. Like I said, they sold like visual novel games over there and they did really well, you know, and that didn't even involve like leveling or equipment or anything. And so most of the RPGs, they made a bazillion copies over there, unlike over here. Like here, you could equate it to like shooters over here. Right. They make a bazillion copies. And so, you know, this was this was, this was like 15 or so years ago, but the first time I went to Japan in college, I bought an import copy of Chrono Trigger because there was you a said it was in a bin. It because was like there was $5. a shopping basket yeah. of them on the floor, and they were five hundred yen a piece, which is five bucks. So I bought one on principle, and that was fifteen years ago. They're a little bit more than that, but not a lot of bit more. And so it does vary from game to game. But in some cases, with the RPGs, they're like twenty percent of the cost because they made just so many more of them. So, so not to make you not feel special at all, but no, but like, like I want to come across this table and give you a hug. <laughs> but I'm so like fucking six, happy about Final this. Fantasy yeah. six and four and five and Chrono Trigger and a lot of those other RPGs, we can get a lot of them from our Japanese suppliers because the prices aren't crazy. Right. And and in a lot of cases, you're right. You have to have like a Retron or something to play some of the RPGs. Right. But if you do, that's great. You can. And if you can't, there's a lot of other games that you can play without being able to read what's sure. going on. But I mean, the Retron's the way to go. You can get it on the website. I, yeah. I want to ask you a semi-personal question. How much do you think that is the Chrono Trigger uh, Japanese copy? A Japanese you copy? You can usually pick one up yourself for between ten and twenty bucks. So that's it's stellar because in America, an yeah. American copy is over a hundred. Over easily. 100, easy. One yeah. one sixty, one eighty. Yeah, yeah. like it's what they're up to now. A lot yeah. of collectors like to be in denial, like and think, like, no, that's not a hundred fifty dollar game. Like, dude, you're living in like two thousand five because it is. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know. Well, I had to have a conversation with somebody about that the other day. They had all these games, and they're like, oh, it's worth this and it's worth that. And I'm like, no, it's worth so much more than you yeah. think because it's American copy. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't know. If you've been in the yeah. hobby for a while. Yeah. Which you have. I mean, you're the fucking grand master, the sensei, if you will, the grand <laughs> poopa of retro games. It's just been a hobby for it. It's like, it's like my buddies in the arcade collector circles, especially the guys that have been in it longer than me because I've been doing it since around 2000, so, well, that's almost 20 years now. But I have buddies that have been doing it for 30 or 40 years right. that are older than us. And, and they're like, gosh, I just can't pay $2,000 for that pin when – 10 or 15 years ago, I could buy it for $800 all day long, and it's like, well, it's $2,500, not 2000 Right. Because supply and demand. Sure. Supply's not getting any bigger, and the demand goes up as there's more of us that reach that age, plus right. our younger brothers and sisters, plus our cousins Absolutely, and yep. family members and, and, and our kids mm-hmm. and whatever. And that means same amount of supply, right. more people, more demand. So uh, fortunately but unfortunately, if you're collecting them, the price is going up, but if you're wanting to buy them or buy them back, you know, I'm looking at right now, I can see a bunch of black SNES carts from across here, the Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo. And there was a time where that was a 
you know, eight or ten dollar SNES game across the board. Seriously, now, like good you luck, walk in a mom and good pop luck for getting store, one for less than like twenty bucks. bucks. Uh, yeah. in a, in a, you're right. In a mom and pop, it probably yeah. thirty bucks, and good luck getting one for less than twenty. Right. Because yeah. SNES one, Killer Instinct two. It's just the prices are going up and up and right. up. Did they make Killer Instinct 2 on the SNES? No. No, it was supposed to be, but it, it ended up being that, that launch, one of the earlier titles on the NC, on the Ultra 64. Yeah, yeah, which was... Now, walk me through that real quick. The one they dropped for 64 was the Killer Instinct Gold, I thought. Or, that's Killer Instinct 2, though. Uh, that is that's Killer K- Instinct That's KI2 Gold. When yeah. I told you I had that, ar- that I used to have a Killer Instinct arcade machine, yeah. th- one of my favorite parts about that was the in the attract mode when you left it on was the announcer. Coming to your home in 1995 for your Ultra 64 by Nintendo. Because <laughs> the first Killer Instinct was supposed to be a launch title on the N64. That's and funny. when the N64 got pushed back and renamed the N64 from the Ultra 64, right. that's when they... they, they Dumbed down. They took a lot of frames out of the characters. They right. brought the music and everything down, and they put it out on the Super Nintendo because the N64 got pushed back like two years. Well, gotcha. before we wrap it up, let me ask you: <laughs> which is probably the better console version of Killer Instinct? They're different games because okay. Kill- I like Killer Instinct one better. I like the fighting system better. I like the character design yeah. better. I got that from Buck, and I gave it to you. Yeah. So Killer Instinct two plays better the same way that like. I, I put that in the same realm of comparing Star Fox and Star Fox 64. Mm-hmm. The original Star Fox... But they're good the, games. The original Star Fox, it's fucking Star Fox. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and, you know, FX so chip well. and da-da-da-da. Go play that, and then five minutes later, play Star Fox 64, and you'll be like, oh, damn. Yeah. Because Star Fox 64 is such... Not You can't even say better game, like level design, whatever else. It's just the technology right. made it be like... Oh right. dang, you know, like right. like play Goldeneye and then go play Halo. And I hate to make that comparison, but Goldeneye is Trust all nostalgia. Me, I did that the other weekend, and <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about because I, I, frame rate alone yeah. makes you go, oh oh god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I like I right now on my dining table because I've got a projector which has the three prongs that I play most of my retro games on because I can project it on the wall. It looks really good. Um, but I played all these retro games, and I was playing Goldeneye, and I'm yeah. like, well, I played Turok for first, <laughs> and then I played Goldeneye, and I'm like, oh, Goldeneye is way better than Turok, especially Turok 1. Control's better, yeah. Yeah, way better than Turok 1. <laughs> and then after that, I went and played the newest Call of Duty, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. We've and it's come not so saying far. Call of yeah. Duty's great. I'm no, not a Call of no, Duty no. fan. But, yeah, but I you, am. But you're so, but, you're yeah, used to the double analog sticks. Yeah. Back then, you yeah. used yeah, the C buttons as your yeah. forward I mean, back. You literally went from, that like. You used the, that middle thumbstick was your up, down, down, down right? was right. your X, Y axis. Not X, Y axis. You could change. There were different control schemes. They all sucked. You literally went from the Flintstones car to a 72 Pinto hatchback to, to uh, a you know, Ferrari, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it's not, it's, it's a technology thing. It's it was, true. it was shooters. W- it went with technology, you know right. what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I got, I got one more thing to sure. do that I think you or the wife are gonna. I don't, I don't know if you have this console because it's not on your list. But if you don't, you're gonna get one eventually because you need to. But because it's a game that I think you guys are gonna love because you guys are not still understanding and embracing this whole PSP original DS thing. So. <laughs> Grab that, brother. 
One, one more game for, for Johnny Woke. Harvest Moon DS. I do have Actually, a DS. you do have a DS. I have two yeah. DSs. I figured you would because you have, a have white, little kids. I, so. I don't have this game, though. I, have a I white, figured you would. I have a white and a pink DS. Um, and, uh, yeah, my wife – I mean, I'd love to play this too, but my wife is she loves like the the micromanagement yeah, stuff. I figured she's yeah. super into that stuff. <laughs> from the one the one that we Which had is together. Funny, because that's what she does at work all day. That's what she I does. I can't all, believe yeah. that she wants to come home and she do it. She loves like Minecraft and she loves you know a she loves uh, all that shit. all that stuff. Yeah. She loves all that. Yeah. Though, the, she's gonna be playing the hell out of even this. Even even though there's a handful of us that like we're looking for the more nostalgic stuff, like we're we're the we're the NES and Genesis kids that are looking right. for that like with our, in the case of our service when you start to look forward to some of the consoles that are they're 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 retro now but they're still newer like right. the PSP and the DS mm-hmm. and even like the PS2 and the original Xbox there are some killer games. Absolutely, there are just some killer 100%. games. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't even own that one, so that's I'm really excited to yeah. check it out. My wife's gonna go crazy because she loves. <laughs> she's got her little pink DS, like the original DS, like the original yeah. DS. Yeah, sure. Uh, from the first run, yeah, I Which have my is white like one. Fifteen years oldish, really give or take, old? like oh thirteen, gosh. I think. Yeah, give or take. Again, it's like a qualifier for right. us. Like, yeah, if you're if there are kids in an elementary school that are in college, okay, yeah, if it fits. Yep, absolutely. Because there's so many. I mean, there were so many good good games for that console too they did the same thing on the ds they remade a good amount of stuff but not as much as the psp and they didn't they didn't port as much stuff to the psp from like that ps1 ps2 n64 gamecube era that ds ds didn't get as many of those really cool ports that the psp did I, i couldn't believe it when i went through that library there was stuff that i was even going really did they really? They really? The Star Ocean? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yo, PSP has got shit. some great RPGs when yeah. it comes to that they kind did. of they stuff. They went crazy. Monster they... Hunter? Yeah. yeah. Some mm-hmm. of those? They made like three of those for the yeah. PSP. So yeah. that's just, we're, we're pretty pumped to bring them like into the family of those. We had a lot of people requesting and asking. I think the biggest thing it. is going to be once Retron or somebody gets a system yeah. where you can plug the PSP in, which can't be that far off because I don't know. the trademark has got to be getting. Well, maybe they'll make done. a system. It's not a matter of that. It's but. more of. It was. It's the optical system, right? Too, because like the the yeah. way the reader was, like the PS One. If you go from PS One to PS Two, it's like night and day difference the yeah. way they were reading discs and stuff. Yeah. So it's like it's t- it'd be tough to make an all in one disc reader. Right. You know what I mean? Like if right. you said, all right, this is gonna be the Retron Ten Point whatever. Right. You'd be like, all right, now we now it's gonna read Saturn. No, no, it's it's gonna be a totally different animal. Just the way the the reader was itself. I mean. Well, it's going to have to have a laser that can read, it's like, be like, a multiple, breed of laser yeah. that could do it, right? Like, right. you know, I mean, I don't That'd know. That'd be that. tough to manufacture. Yeah. Also, the cost of it, too. Would Last probably... I heard, they were trying to work on some type of N64 clone. No, which... that, no, 64 would be, you know, a little Here's bit different. the funny thing about those, though. You know, the, with the Retron 5, it's because half of those consoles are a little bit finicky to work with. They're a little bit pricey. They're a little bit old. You know, that's that's why they can bring them all together. I mean, you can still buy PS1s and PS2s for, for the 50, okay prices. Right. Yeah. You know, Dreamcast's maybe a little bit more. Saturn's, you know, forget about it. But right. but some of these other disc-based systems, okay. PSPs, you know, aren't that aren't that bad. It would be. What the, would a PSP run? You know, somebody. give it like 40, 40 to sixty bucks. Yeah. You know, 40 and what would what version. would a, just because I'm curious, what would a, D, a regular a DS game, a system go for? Forty bucks. So yeah, for, so for it's very DS. very we reasonable. Started, we don't have many, but we started carrying some of those. That's a very DSs. reasonable yeah. way to get into handheld. I think the I think the direction you're going with though is the convenience of having them all together. Right. Like exactly. Like not having to plug in your PSP and then plug in your or this switch and then your plug buttons in your and that. then flip yeah. that around. I have like an audio, so. 
our studio, we, we, we of course, we've upgraded uh, since the last time we were over, but we have, cool. my wife had changed, like, the whole layout, the system or whatever. So we got all the systems running through two uh, multi-switch channels. So we have, like, Boxes. 10, yeah. 10 cool. systems. Yeah. We have, like, yep. 10 or 12 systems all going to the same television. But because the audio cables are split, I have to have an audio, uh, like a Y cable, that would split the audio out so I can have two systems coming from the same, uh, if this makes sense, I know it's kind of complicated, but <laughs> from, the, from the outs, from both uh, switch boxes, they get the audio from the audio out to read into the same TV. I had to right. get a spl- like a Y splitter. It's weird. I had to look it up because I, I was confused. Like I didn't know how to do this. You'll see next time I show you. I'll take a picture of it. But it's weird because it's like two audio cables going into the same audio cable. It's weird. Uh, and to be able to get to go into the same TV, essentially. So I, so we have all the systems hooked up that way. So next time you come over, I'll show you how that's all set up. But uh, it's really weird because, like, for me, it's the this. I think the Sega Genesis uh, and the Super Nintendo. They they have different. I think they sound different. Like the just the whole. Oh yeah, the audio chips. The a audio, different. Yeah, yeah, way they, different. There were more sound channels on the in the on the SNES for right. sure, and yeah. so they had to like be a little more creative. Exactly. That's why you have a lot more of those. It's kind of hard to explain it, but Echo the Dolphin is like the epitome of like the Genesis sound for me because it has more of that like. It's more low end and stuff. It has that different kind of sound effect to it that they used in like. All the Genesis games, except for like the Sonic games, they got really creative with those. That was Michael Jackson doing that. That's why. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, Buck, we are blown away again by the Mazes selection, Um, and of course, we put you know our consoles on there that we wanted, minimum of two, and I mean we we have a, a Retron Five now. And we put, I mean, we have import games now. We got game. I got thanks to you. I got a uh, a Game Boy Color. So now I got some Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. Um, obviously the Game Boy Color and Game Boy games are both working there. Of course, Game Gear because of the three one switcher. So just because of the Retron Five alone, we were able to get all these different systems, and it's Isn't that cool. It's awesome. It really is. Yep. And, I mean, like you said, these are all new games to us because we switch our systems up. Right. So sometimes. When you order the service, you just need to go ahead and switch up your systems because yep. you get more of a bang for your buck. It kind of like re, it like reinvigorates you because you're like, oh, because if you get the, you you start yeah. getting into the same systems and you're like, oh, this is really, neat. and then all of a sudden you get a curveball on Game Gear. I've ne- I've never played a Game Gear game ever to this day, and now I now I got Sonic Two I can check out and in the three one switcher or if you have a GameCube yeah. or or not GameCube, I keep saying GameCube, Game Gear, excuse me. Uh, and it's really really cool. So I mean, it's like I don't know, it's just it's it's kind of exciting because now I'm like, oh, this is all brand new and and refreshing and so it's, it's cool so from us from the happy hour we say switch up your consoles switch yeah. them up get, I always get, encourage people play, to do that. play around with it have well, fun with it a lot of our subscribers they'll stay subscribed for four, five, six or so months and 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 like they're almost like well I'm, I'm starting to feel like you know it's this or I'm getting really obscure stuff and I'm not sure if I like that or not some people do they love that right? and others don't and it's like When's the last time you shook up your your systems? When's the last time Change you up, man? Shake it up. Shake, even if it's not it the consoles, even if it's all the settings in there too, because sometimes I'm a little particular on setting something as like a fantasy game or a sci-fi game, because I think to myself, man, I just don't know if they're gonna like that if they don't like sci-fi. So it's in the sci-fi category, right. which means you're never gonna see that unless you have you know that 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 little genre selected right. too. Exactly. So even beyond that with the consoles, but yeah, there's. There's so many. I mean, we're up to 18 now, which I can't believe. But there's there's just so yeah. many cool 
cool consoles and games it's out exciting. there too. And I've been I've been really pumped about adding these new ones too, because every single time I see with the PSP, I I keep coming across ones I didn't know were on that console, like either re-releases or like a an entry in a series that mm-hmm. I didn't know was on it, and it's. I've I've been having fun playing. Absolutely. It. <laughs> so definitely go to Retro Game Treasure um, and sign up and uh, put in the happy hour a promo code um, to save two dollars off yep. your box. And uh, one last time, how do people find Retro Game Treasure? You're on the internet, Retro yeah, Game Treasure. Yeah, check out the website, RetroGameTreasure.com. I definitely point you to the How It Works page. Yep. Got a great video on there that Johnny helped me with as well too. That really tells you and explains the service in like a quick three minutes. It explains to you how it works when you sign up, the console selection, the genres, all that cool stuff. It answers a lot of the questions that a lot of people have about, like, well, what about the games I already own? How you put them in your collection? What about, you know, wish lists of games that I want to get? What about the consoles? How do I change those things? Mm-hmm. That little video is pretty pretty kick-ass, you know, to do that, too. So thanks to you guys for help with that. And I mean, that's, that's, that's the best answer for anybody looking to learn a little bit about their service. It's... It's a learning curve for some people. I hate sure. to say that, but like right. they're used to signing up for like a loot crate and being like, "Here's my address and my credit card. Send me some inflatable toys." Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. How, you know, you gotta sign in. You gotta tell us what you own. Or every once in a while, somebody will sign up and then they'll get their box and be like, "I own every game in here. How do I tell you what I have?" Like. How, did you not check yeah. it out? Yeah, did you not watch the yeah. video? Did you my not, job yeah. to educate a little bit. And of course, you're you're uh, available on email as well. All the time, mm-hmm. people have questions. I bl- it blows people away sometimes too because I answer like constantly, and they'll be like, "Whoa, a real person!" Yeah, what yeah. the hell just happened? It wasn't like, an automated. In this day yeah, and age, yeah. and some of the internet didn't yeah. just say, "We'll get back to you within 36 to 48 hours." Like, right. I just answer when people that's have, awesome have questions. That's really great. Uh, so definitely go to retro game. Retro Game Treasure. I'll say that again. Definitely go to RetroGameTreasure.com and uh, have fun with it. It's so great. So definitely do that. And uh, if you have any questions, send the Megabuck uh, questions through the email as well. So uh, Retro Game Treasure. So thank you so much, Buck, for joining us again yeah, on another episode welcome, of the guys. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Yep. And Deuce, there's several ways people can find us on the Internet. That is right. You can hit us up at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And don't forget to send us your questions. Put Ask the Yeah, so thank you to everybody box. that sent us questions today, yeah, too. Yeah, we that, got a shit ton of We only got to half yeah. of them. We didn't even get to all of them. I so. don't even think we got half. I right. think we got to, like, a fourth. Right. So yeah. So we have. We'll save those soon. for next time, yeah. and then people keep sending us emails. We'll, we'll we'll get you more. Please, 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 and and also you can go to facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook. Give us a like. SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. We're on the road to 300. We're almost 300 episodes. Yep. So there's a lot. Nice job. Thanks. We're brother. very excited. We're yep. very excited. There's a lot of stuff you can listen to. Yep. Uh, older episodes. And other episodes with Buck. If yep. you like listen to episodes with Buck, we've done we like a bunch four, of four or five or six episodes. I think we got now. six, six episodes yeah. now with, with Buck. So <laughs> a ton of them. So you need to check that out. And of course, yep. in the hashtag of choice, it's hashtag Happy Hour Our podcast, podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and hashtag Deuces, Deuces on, on the loose. loose. Later. Bye.